This episode of the Major Issues Podcast is brought to you by Comic Book Click at tpublic.com. Visit tpublic.com slash user slash comic book click to get exclusive one-of-a-kind merchandise including shirts, stickers, and phone cases all designed by us. Get your hands on the latest and greatest in comic book merchandise by going to tpublic.com slash user slash comic book click. And remember, you, yes you, are worthy. Hello everybody out there in comic book land, my name is George Serrano aka The Don and if you're listening to this, you could only be here for one reason, that's a brand new episode of the Major Issues Podcast brought to you by Comic Book Click and as always, I am never alone, sir, please introduce yourself. I am the Cloudus Maximus, I'm back. Cloudus Maximus is back in studio, we missed you brother, you know. I've been been flipping, I know, I know, I know. I've Uh, been flipping. Carlos Maximus has been missing for quite some time. I know you were supposed to step in for uh, that Jessica Jones show, but got a little bit snagged in the multiverse, as things uh, do, as things happen. But something tells me you may not be telling 100% the truth, or maybe it's just how uh, paranoid I've been since watching 2019 Spider-Man Far From Home, where absolutely is nothing as it seems. Uh, But, man, that's what we're here to talk about. In full spoiler details, but as we always do with our movie reviews or television reviews, we start off with a little bit of spoiler-free talk to those who haven't seen it yet. I actually put on our Facebook page, um, mm-hmm. I think on Friday or Saturday, how many people uh, have yet to see Far From Home. And it was actually more people have, hadn't seen it yet to mm-hmm. people who had seen it. Um, I'm guessing majority of our listeners have probably seen it over the weekend. But does that surprise you at all? Um, no, nah, not really. No, Mm-mm. no. I mean, because I'm, I'm by f- default for me, Spidey's the man. So yeah, it's high. <laughs> um, I think that a lot of people were yeah. kind of wondering what this was, what this movie was gonna be. Um, it had to follow Endgame. Endgame also had no post credit scenes, so it mm-hmm. gave us no breadcrumbs to the rest of this universe. Uh, this one definitely did, but we'll talk about that in the spoiler-filled uh, talk. But spoiler-free, to those still sitting on the couch, to those uh, looking through Fandango and wondering what movie they should see, why mm-hmm. should they see Spider-Man Homecoming, or should they even see, I mean, Far From Home, or should they even see Spider-Man Far From Home? Um, I think they should, because nothing is what it seems. Because <laughs> nothing is what it seems? Nothing is what it seems. I like the film. Um, if we're keeping things spoiler free, uh, I always feel, I always feel like I'm looking for a little bit more though in all these movies and I'm starting to feel bad. Yeah. yeah I'm, <laughs> I'm legit. I'm legit starting to feel bad because. Don't be spoiled now. I, I'm not trying to be spoiled at all either. <laughs> you know, um, I have, I, my main problem with this, with this film mm. is not actually the movie. It was right. the, it was the marketing for it. And I'll talk about that in spoiler, uh-huh. in the spoiler filled um i wonder to to those that are initiated i'm pretty sure you already know if this movie were to contain a twist what that twist would be and um 
I wonder if you weren't privy to that, if you had no idea that that was even on the table. Right, right. How you viewed everything. Um, because to me, I was just kind of waiting for that to happen. And I feel like that happens maybe at the halfway point of the film. And when you're watching half of a movie going, all right, you know, get to the part where, uh-huh. where, where the things uh, turn on its head, um, I ended up, I guess, maybe not digging the entirety of it as much. But I do think that the second half of this film takes off yeah. in a way yeah. that is like... Almost, oh, like you know, I I don't say this to to slight it, but it's almost like it's two different films. Like it starts off as one film, um, where no matter what happens, it's really trying to be that, and then halfway through, halfway through, um, it just becomes something else. I was I was I found myself multiple times being absolutely impressed by the special effects. Yeah, hell yeah, man! I um, I came out wishing I kind of had seen it in three D. Because, yes. you know, some movies, you know, aren't really worth it for 3D. But I came out, I was like, yeah, I should have. You want to hear a um, confession? It was pretty cool. I have a confession. Mm-hmm. I had a thought. I, 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 have, I have seen this movie twice uh, in theaters and then in my other ways to, that I see them um, <laughs> to, to do the homework for this podcast. Mm-hmm. And I had this thought cross my mind. And I'm confident enough to say it. Uh Jake Gyllenhaal is a handsome man. He's an incredibly well put together man. I don't understand why he has not been a lead in one of these superhero movies yet. And he's been somebody that has been has his name thrown around for Spider Man before, for Spider Man Two when uh, Maguire's back had went all kaput, and uh, he was also they were they were talking about him for Batman. When Batman uh, first was like, oh, Affleck is out, somebody else is going to be in. Remember, Jake Gyllenhaal's name was thrown around. And I remember thinking, wow, Maggie Gyllenhaal was uh, Rachel, Rachel. <laughs> and so I was like, they keep it in the family. But um, amazing work. Has not touched a comic book property yet, to my knowledge. And is able to really, really, I mean, act his ass off, you know, is all I have to say about that. Um, Tom Holland is incredibly comfortable. In this role? Yeah, you can already see he's... You know what I'm saying? Yeah, Real now perfect. when I look at videos, it's almost like he's faking he's, being British. He's, <laughs> he's, he's, he's a New Yorker, but he's uh, faking being British. He's definitely sunk in that Spider-Man, man. Like, yes. You can tell. You can tell. Um, but, 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 what else are you thinking about spoiler-free? Or should we just bust this open? I think we should just bust this open. Does Let's this have your full recommendation? Let's go flipping around. Oh, definitely. Okay. Well, it definitely has Ooh. my full recommendation. This might Ooh. be the shortest spoiler-free uh, talk we've ever done, but it's because there isn't much to talk about this movie without spoiling it. A lot right, of this right. film is what's in it, and it's the twists and turns and the things that we weren't 100% privy to prior to watching this film. So we're going to try to do our best uh, and cut this spoiler-free talk right here so that if you haven't seen the film realize we both recommend it Just and no we don't recommend every film go, go back it. and listen to our dark phoenix review <laughs> go back and listen to our hellboy review um mm. you know some it's been a hell of a year for comic book movies in general so you know it's going to take extreme effort to have anybody impressed in 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 the work that's being put out there and uh they mcu man uh, kevin Ana- feige another one yeah <laughs> it's another great one in the in the entire scope of things um and that'll be it for that. 
So you guys who haven't seen the, in the film, I'm hoping you guys stop it right here. Go watch go, that go film and then now. come back. You put it on pause. It'll be like we never left. And those who have seen the film, go ahead. Sit right down because we are going to chop it up all things far from home. Man, I'm going to go ahead and get right to it. Maximus, rumor has it you believe this is the best Spider-Man movie of all time. Um, uh, I want to say live action. Best live I'm action Spider-Man movie. I love of Into the Spider-Verse. Yes, like hard. Like I got it on my phone and stuff like that too. So yeah, I carry it with. Um, my personal favorite Spider-Man movie because I, I sat thinking about it after a while. Um, I have absolutely nothing against Tom Holland. Right. Um, last week when me and GT were talking about Homecoming, mm-hmm. my only criticism is not even a criticism of anything other than life, in the sense that I feel like. He's my little brother as opposed to somebody that I aspired to be when I was younger. Because right. he was always right. older when I was younger. <laughs> so now I'm older. So I don't really aspire to be Spider-Man because he's, you know, now I'm the, I'm looking at Cap. I'm looking at Batman. Right, right, I'm right. looking at, you know. Um, but Spider-Man has always meant to be a, a child. It's always meant to be right, a kid, right. not a child, a teenager that is in over his own head. And only through the, the urge to constantly um, do the right thing. Is he able to become the hero Spider-Man? But live action, has this solidified Tom Holland as your Spider-Man? Um, I think so, man. Like, faux, faux show. Um, we've already gotten him a couple appearances already. So he got two solo movies under his belt. Right. I mean, I'm not really two, thinking about the third one. I mean, when you look at the grand scheme of things, it is, two, it is two solo appearances, but it's also... Five appearances total. Mm-hmm, exactly. You know, you so got him in Civil War, Endgame, and... He's been um, around for a little while. And to have two movies. Yeah, Civil War, Endgame, and Infinity War. Uh, a big part of Infinity War. You know? Um, ups and downs. And in general, man, like, how how have you been... I know you're a huge Spider-Man fan. How have you been feeling about Spider-Man in general this year? Um, I got my hands on, on, on Spider-Man for PS4 for a little bit. I played it. I know I, I'm mostly on the Xbox scheme of things, but um, nice. I had to try out that stealth suit. I had to try out the new black and uh, white with the white spider on the back. Um, those DLC costumes. Uh, the the mechanics are a bit Batman Arkham right 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 but but I, I dig it I I definitely like it um pretty damn cool right? and yeah. I it's it's a I like the movie version like the the movies that it gets in it gets right, you into right. the it's world pretty... of Spider Man and you're playing in the too. world as opposed to just watching the world play out mm-hmm. which was really cool um but I do think in creating that game they created a version of Spider Man like that's yeah that's sure, somebody yeah, Spider Man yeah. Spider Man PS4 is somebody mm-hmm. Spider Man um. How do you feel about that game? I guess real quick about you know that I mean, portrayal I got the, I got of the, the character. I got the pre-order. <laughs> yeah, you did. And I got but the, that was before. That's before you even knew if it was gonna be good or not. Yeah, so after yeah, the fact, yeah. how are you feeling about it? I'm great. I'm, I just played with the other suits too the other day. Yeah. So I, I kind of got. I was in there for a little while. Yeah. So between that, um, like you said, Into the Spider Verse, which I mean, amazing. Go back and talk Into the Spider Verse review. I love that movie, and that's probably my favorite Spider-Man movie. But that's not to say, that's not to slight this movie at all, right. um, because it definitely did things that Spider-Man movies in the past never did, and Spider-Man movies in the future will have to take note to doing. Um, and I, I'm proud of them for that. I I've been since our last podcast, since Homecoming, I've been reading a tremendous amount of Spider-Man comics. I really want to get back in touch with. Uh, Spider-Man uh, in a way that I haven't been since I was a kid because I forgot how much of that world I know 
even by accident, you know? Like mm-hmm. I like I know Betty Brant and I know Ned Leeds and I know um Midtown High and I, it's the same thing across comic books, television, movies, uh cartoons. It's it's the same thing across all mediums. So it's like I can always just jump back into that world and feel like I know everything because Spider-Man not much changes with that. Um but were you expecting big changes in this film? Uh yeah, it was the first one after Endgame. Endgame, yeah. So I was kind of hoping they tie up some lens. It was cool to see um everybody get snapped, snapped back. The blip. <laughs> yeah, so I guess yeah, the snap because people are getting snap and blip confused. I think the snap is the mere act of them disappearing, right? And then the blip is them disappearing and coming back. Coming back. Like a like a it's like a blip, thing. like a yeah, like a like thing. a light turning on and turning off, mm-hmm. uh, kind of situation. Um, uh, and I I like that that human not yeah I guess regular humans mm-hmm. have a terminology for it. You know, it's not, um, it's not just like one person said the snap, so everybody's saying yeah. the snap. It it's would make sense that it would be different things uh, across all mediums and stuff like that. Tom Holland, let's talk a little bit about Tom Holland. Oh man, um. Like you said, the fifth appearance as Spider-Man. No Tony Stark really to lean on. No. Um, really ramping things up with MJ. Really ramping things up with uh, the action. I think this probably has the most fast-paced Spider-Man action of any film that he's in, to be honest. Yes, I believe it does have um, lots of whipping. Yes. Uh, but what was it about Tom Holland's performance in this film that solidified him? As one of the best Spider-Man, in your opinion, um, he's he's young dude, and we've already seen him five times. Yeah, you know what I mean. Um, so you think it's the familiarity, just being around him, uh, being around him, and it's just got. If, even if they want to come out with more future movies, they still got a long way to go. If they like, you know what I mean. Um, yeah. So we get to be on that journey with him, um, and, and don't get me wrong. Like I, I grew up on the. Um, the first two um, original movies, the trilogy, the Tobies, yeah, the Tobies and the Garfield, yeah. No, um, I like I like um, the Toby, <laughs> the Toby trilogy. Yeah, that's another weird thing but, that's been happening lately. For, I... for, for for Garfield though, I started liking him towards Spider Man too, and I kind of felt bad when. <laughs> <laughs> you Have know? you? But you've noticed that that's been happening a lot lately, right? Where like this war of like who was the best Spider Man of all time, and you can have your preference, but I don't think any of anyone was out and out terrible. Yeah, I, I don't think anyone was that. was terrible. I think it if becomes anything, your I preference. Think, I think the Garfield joint um, redeemed itself after the first one. I really like Andrew Garfield. I understand there's this whole thing of like, oh, he. The main criticism against him, right, is that he's too attractive as Peter Parker. Right, that's the main thing. Right. Like, he's too cool. <laughs> he's too attractive, which is a weird criticism in its own right. But whatever, I'll give it to you. My thing is, Peter gets older. He lives the rest of his life. He yeah. doesn't always. Yeah. He doesn't always stay a sweater vest, glasses, Peter. That's why. That's why I'm glad we got Tom Holland, which is 16 in the MCU. Dude. Yeah. So, come on. Yeah, we, we can get there, man. If we yeah, want. yeah. I, I, and that's another thing we spoke about on this podcast uh, last week was this idea that I'm used to my Spider-Man being there already, right? Especially with this binge I've been doing with the comics into the Spider-Verse. Um, the video games, he's always done it. He's mm-hmm. been doing it. He's done it. Do you find yourself um, frustrated or amused by Tom Holland's 
I guess I would call it rookie level uh, Spider Manning until he starts to really understand and feel his, his powers. Uh, not really, because you no? know, it, it's kind of cool to see him go through it. Yeah, so you're more you know interested? I mean? Yeah, so I, I believe he's also been getting the hang of stuff throughout seeing him five times a little bit, you know what yeah. I mean? So a little bit more he's been having, but I think he's got, he's completely on it for the second one, man. Um, before we get into the full recap, is there any moments that stand out to you where you were like, yeah, that's my guy? Um, a lot of the spider senses, man. A lot of the yeah, Peter Tingle. Peter Tingle. <laughs> the Peter Tingle. And um, go ahead and uh, write in. But I was actually thinking, I was trying to find a way to use that for some of the merch that we make uh, mm-hmm. available at tpublic.com slash comic book slash comic book click. And I almost made a shirt that said, you make my Peter Tingle. But then I was like, <laughs> wait a minute. <laughs> that wouldn't be too uh, mature. But let me know is if that could be a, a hot seller. I'll go ahead and make it. Um, but yeah, we see an evolution of, of the spider sense in this film, um, going from the hairs on his hand, hand from, that arm. From Infinity War? Yeah. We are told that there's some bit of that spider sense when he's disappearing for the first time. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and then we he's see... He's starting it. to get more of it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, now we see that it be, it's something that he kind of has to hone in on. He has to silence mm-hmm. the room around him and then uh, take in. But I really dug that portrayal in, um, of him just trying to silence out the world. My favorite, besides obviously like the, what the sit down with happy. Mm-hmm. I really dig right before then when happy shows up and he doesn't trust that the, it, that's happy. <laughs> like the plane comes down <laughs> yeah, yeah, and happy shows up. He's like, whoa, 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 yeah. like stay back. Like, hold on. It just really showed that he is a child. Like he's just been yeah. through enough and there's not enough people to take the, the weight of what's going on from him. Um, you really, you really, uh, you really see him deal with that. And, um, we'll get to the post credit in a bit, but this idea of Spider-Man never truly like being happy, like never truly getting the win (laughs) is something that they call it in the comics, Parker luck, that Parker luck, because no matter what happens, you think everything is straight and then everything goes to hell and they, they encapsulated that perfectly. Um, which suit was your favorite? Uh, the black and red one, obviously. Black but and red. I, I still thought the all black one was yeah. dope as hell. Yeah, the night monkey, yeah, as night as monkey. as people be referring <laughs> it to. Um, we got the return of Marissa Tomei as May Parker and John Favreau as Happy Hogan. Um, how do you feel about those returning characters? How do you feel about their seemingly relationship? Or how do you <laughs> feel about May kind of being like? It was a fling, kind of. I'm, <laughs> so I'm like, like, all right, I'm, I'm okay with all my, um, you know, being out there in the world. Being out there, living her life? <laughs> I was happy. I was, I mean, I guess I was happy to see happy. Do we have a times table on Ben? Ben uh, Parker? Not really. No. Uh, good. I want to talk about that in, so. in a bit there. Uh, yeah, it's always cool to see Happy Hogan, man. That guy makes me laugh. Um, and then uh, Marissa Tomei, man, he still continues to be the cutest. Aunt May, <laughs> that's yeah. out there. Not to slight, you know, Sally Field, right, and right. I can't remember the first actress's name. Uh, but yeah, you know. Um, we got we got to talk about her, man. Zendaya as MJ. I can't. We can't call her Mary Jane, but uh, as MJ. It's been two films now. Right. She's 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 flirting around with it, Peter I'm Parker. With, I'm with it now. How I'm, you how do I'm you feel it. about MJ and um? Do you find yourself more or less on board than you were in Homecoming? I'm a little bit more on board than I was in Homecoming. You're a little bit more on board? I kind of wanted to see more, and they gave her more. They gave her more to yeah. do? Yeah. 
which is cool. So I'm kind of on it, man. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm wondering though if because she's still like Michelle, if they're leaving that door open, but they wouldn't. They wouldn't <laughs> do that, right? Like, is he really gonna date uh, MJ and then like a like in two years meet? Mary Jane, you know what I'm saying? Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, right, right. it's just all something that they're setting us up for, where they're going to, uh, you know, change things on us last minute. I don't, I don't know. Um, I'm happy that Jacob Batalon, Batalon, as Ned Leeds returns. Uh, every time now, because it's been shown to me him bald. Every mm-hmm. time I look at him now, I realize it's a wig, and yeah, it's like, too. wow, that's <laughs> a very, ob- not, it's a very obvious wig, but it's a nice looking wig. It's a nice looking wig. It's an obvious wig. I wonder how he feels about it. <laughs> it's like I gotta put on my kid hair, uh, <laughs> you know. Um, but yeah, he did good. Very there's there's less of him in this. I feel. Yeah, there is. Then it was in the first one. Mm-hmm. How do you feel about the reduced role of Ned Leeds in this? I'm alright with it. I mean, it was kind of like that across the across the board. I think this movie is more Spider Man than anything. Yes, yes. So. And you, I've talked at great lengths about different media properties and arguing over like. Why isn't the main person in the title in this right. thing more? Like, it doesn't make any sense. Why do I know so much about everybody else? I don't know anything about the person in the movie. Um, and th- that wasn't at fault here. Uh, Spider-Man is front and center. Um, on board or no, Tony Revolori as Flash Thompson. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean, he gets, he gets, he gets heat from me. So it was a kind of couple moments in the movie where he, he um, Kind of got his, I guess. Kinda, yeah, he definitely kinda wasn't the. Um, yeah. I was like, yeah. He definitely didn't get much of much in the way of like over on Peter Parker. Yeah, uh, he got knocked out by Peter Parker. <laughs> um, he his mom didn't show up to pick him up. Pick him up. Uh, there's a lot going on. That he 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 actually confesses that he does social media because um, it's the only time he feels like people care about him. <laughs> like deep deep things. We're far from penis Parker, but not that far. You know, um, my main thing is I I was really looking forward to him being Agent Venom, you know, like the mm, other Venom, see, yeah. the legless Venom, because um, for those who don't know, Flash Thompson is always Peter Parker's, but bu- yeah, always Peter Parker's bully, but always a diehard Spider-Man fan. Eventually he goes to war, loses both his legs and the government comes up to him with the Venom symbiote on some like, we'll give you this. But when you are all together with your legs, right. you work for us. And um, he becomes Agent Venom, who works for the Guardians of the Galaxy at one point, the whole thing. Um, he he's had he has enough, as many stories almost as Eddie Brock. And so to think that, I don't know if this Flash Thompson is going to do that, though. Nah, I but I guess so. if we have um, Eddie <laughs> somewhere, right? Somewhere out there. I guess yeah. if Hardy's out, out there somewhere, um, we could be working on that soon. So who knows? Uh, I really, really dug JB Smooth as Julius yeah, Dell and Martin Starr as Roger Harrington. Uh, Martin Starr goes into this story about um, man his, of science. No, man but when, when Martin Starr and Peter are on the plane, and he goes into the story about, um, you know, my wife tried to pretend that she got blipped or whatever. The heck. <laughs> we had a funeral. <laughs> had a, he's like, we had a funeral and everything. Well, the funeral was real, but oh my god, it just had me dying. Like all that. Um, yeah, are you guys okay? Good, because I'm not trained to, like, counsel you guys if you're not. All of that stuff I thought was really funny. Um, I'm, I'm usually annoyed by side characters, especially if they're not adding to the plot. But right. I thought this was good uh, in here, too. No, um, no the best JB Smooth um, 
performance or, or line is when he's talking to the kid about taking pictures in the bathroom. Uh-huh. He's like, listen, <laughs> let me talk to you real quick. Listen, <laughs> can't be doing that, right? <laughs> it just sounded like every teacher you've ever heard everywhere tell you that you're not supposed to be doing something. Uh, really, really funny stuff. Uh, Sam Jackson is back as Nick Fury, and uh, Kobe Smothers back as Maria Hill. We'll talk. We'll definitely talk about them mm. more. But I need to hear you now gush a little bit about Jake Gyllenhaal as Quentin Beck, aka Mysterio. What do you think about Mysterio? This is uh. But our seventh Spidey villain, I think, maybe eighth, maybe mm. ninth, because some of these films throw in about eight of them. Right, right, right. Uh, right. But it's uh, definitely our first Mysterio. So, in the grand scheme of things, how do you feel about um, Mysterio? Was Quentin Beck, awesome, bro. Yeah, man, way better than I thought it was gonna be. True, the, to, down to the um, illusions, um, 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 the ruse with him tricking Peter and everything. And that's what I was talking about. I uh. If you follow anything Spider-Man, is he in the PS4 game? Uh, no. Okay. No. If if you follow anything Spider-Man, you know that he is not a good guy. Right, <laughs> He's right. never a good guy, but he always starts off pretending to be. If I had not seen that, I wonder how how much that knife in the gut would have would have affected me. But I felt like I was waiting the entire time for that. Mm-hmm. And I also felt like um all the things that happened before that were in the trailers. And so, yeah. and so, I was watching the trailers until the movie started. I mean, granted, that was like, yeah, that was like a little bit halfway through. That's what I'm saying. So, so like, I'm like, okay, mm-hmm. you know, yeah, okay, okay, uh, you know, suit change, suit change. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> you know, yeah. Let's. What What are we getting to here? What's What is the? I'm glad I, all that was first. I was really gonna be okay. mad if they waited to like the third act to have it reveal, and then it becomes a fight, and I'm like. I really nah, just let them tell a whole, me a story a for. Thing, <laughs> yeah, I really just let them tell me a story for for a while there. Um, and we will hold off on the post-credits uh, until we get there. Yes. So now we'll start our full recap uh, where we'll be pausing in between to talk about some nitty-gritty. And uh, feel free to chime in whenever you uh, get the inkling, Mr. Carlos Maximus. So, uh, Spider-Man Far From Home coming out in 2019, directed by John Watts. With a budget of $160 million, which that's kind of moderately low compared to a lot of these other blockbusters. Mm-hmm. Um, grossing $580 million now, which is a week from when it came out. So, right. half, half a billion uh, one week, in a week. But Spider-Man's always been a moneymaker. The film opens up with a cold open of, uh, in Texas, we see Nick Fury and Maria Hill investigate an unnatural storm that has a face. And later they encounter an Earth Elemental. You see a superpowered man, Quentin Beck, arrive in a puff of smoke and begin to fight the creature. What do you think about that cold open? I like the whole, uh, yeah. well, you gotta want none of this. Yeah, it's just something that you don't, no one regularly says. You say that because it's in the script. You yeah, say that because you I was glad that was also from the trailer, too. And I dig that, that green first. smoke effect. So that was pretty damn cool. How do you feel about the fact that that? Cold open is is one of the pieces of extra footage shown in uh, Avengers Endgame. Hmm. Yeah. Hmm. <laughs> is that worth another ticket purchase? I mean, the movie uh, alone is yeah, worth another ticket yeah, purchase. Yeah. I mean, granted, everything we were gonna see was new anyway, so I didn't know I was gonna actually see that. I to be fair, that. they probably just could have put it as a post credit, but they just wanted to make a point to be like, no post credits. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But they really could have just put that first. Yeah. Cold open. And we would be like, what? What's going on? Oh my god! Um, I guess I have to ask you this without without get. I mean, we're in the spoiler free, but uh-huh. 
is this actually Nick and Maria at this point? I mean, at least, no. No, right? Yeah, <laughs> He's like, no. Yeah. No, no. I, I, I don't no. want to say, I was going to say, uh, I mean, you right. think so, but nah. Prior to this, um, this movie, which takes place about eight months from the events of Endgame, as we find out in, in a, a beautiful montage, um, the last time Nick Fury saw Peter Parker was at Tony Stark's funeral. Mm-hmm. Tony Stark's funeral. Real Nick Fury and Maria or Scrolls? Mm. I think Scrolls. I think I think Nick would really be there though. Nah, he would be there. Would he be there? It's just the movie playing tricks on me. That's all. But I think it was really him. You think it was really, it yeah, was I really him? Was really I want to believe it was really him. I don't want to believe that that's that's the day he decides he wants to sub. <laughs> you know, it's like what the day in Avengers. I wouldn't be surprised if like right after that he was like, you know what? Uh, I didn't like getting caught off guard. Um, we don't know about through this movie when it's him and when it's not. Yeah. Um, I want to assume it's not from this moment on, but who knows? Uh, but I really believed him. He has a moment in this film where he's like, I used to know everything and now I don't know nothing. Yeah, like, uh, because we got Galactus coming, you know, we got probably the Fantastic Four, Silver Surfer, um, you know, all kinds of things about to come out of the woodwork. Majority of MCU phase four is supposed to be taking place in space. Yeah. So, I do think they set up all that very well. Yeah. But now every time I watch that movie, I, this movie, I'm looking for the tells. I'm looking for the, right. you know, is that supposed to be a, 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 a clue? Or is this supposed to be a clue? How do you feel when we get that beautiful Marvel logo coming up to And I Will Always Love You by Whitney Houston? How do you feel about um, Midtown School of Science and Technology's uh, beautiful Tribute they get e to the effort. fallen heroes. They get an E for effort. You, let, you saw the watermark? Yeah. They had the watermarks <laughs> on the bitches and everything. They do a shot um, with the birds. That reminds me of that video I showed you that I made with the doves. <laughs> where it's like not even really well <laughs> well put in, but it's in there. Uh, and surprisingly, and I was surprised by two things. I was surprised that A, they think that Captain America is dead. But I guess that makes sense, right? Yeah. And B, that they even care about Vision. Like, they knew Vision was yeah, gone, was they cared about yeah, Vision. I was, I was like, surprised to see that oh, wow. Because like, seemingly no one's talked about Vision. In 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 uh, Endgame, Wanda says a quick line to Cliff about, like, I hope our dead friends are happy, you know? <laughs> but no one's really talking about Vision. So it was really cool to see... Um, some people care. Some people care about Vision. We then get... There's two big moments of exposition in this film. And I don't mind them at all. Mm. Uh, where they just unload a lot of information on us without having to take their time to do so. The first one is this um, opening montage where we have the uh, amateur tribute to the Fallen Avengers. But we find out that the school, um, via their... What, what would you call that? News? What do they call that? Class news? Class... Guess, yeah, class news. Class news? Like that. <laughs> school news? School news channel? That we saw in um, Homecoming uh, with Betty Branton. I can't remember her co-star's name. He's always awkward. But... Uh, we found out that they're restarting their academic year to accommodate students who were uh, resurrected in the blip, which we were talking about eight months prior. Um, were you satisfied with how they spoke about that? Is this the place to do the, to do the deep dive of what actually happened? Because it was kind of played up as like a joke. Aunt May says, like, when I came back, I came back in somebody's house and they thought I was the mistress, you know. And then in this, they show... Um, a, the band disappearing and yeah, then the band reappearing. But then that, whenever you give anybody any proof, mm-hmm. 
it just raises more questions. Because then people started going, like, what happens to people in planes? I mean, that was did cool. They, did they, did they <laughs> come back <laughs> into the air? Did they come back in another plane? Um, it's been answered away by, like, the Hulk said, like, everyone who comes back, let them be safe or something like that. Uh-huh. You know, like, he uh, eternalized that. But um, with push come to shove and with no real answers in Endgame, does this satisfy you? Yeah. Yeah. I'm just glad they got it out the way, all that out of the way first so that way. It was a good way to just stuff, yeah. iron that stuff out. I, th- I do honestly think that that was well done. Um, kids are going to Europe. Two weeks uh, summer field trip to Europe. Food trip. Um, and during this, Peter Parker still distraught over Tony Stark's death. Plans to confess his growing feelings for his classmate MJ and avoid heroics. It was only today that I thought, do you think this was like a bucket list kind of thing? My man went to space. <laughs> My man got dusted with the snap. If you don't come back and go, I'm going to tell that girl, <laughs> how I, you know that girl, how I feel about her. And I'm going to hit that bully across the head. And I'm going to, you know, like, I really feel like um, maybe Peter started to really feel his own morality, mortality there. Really started to realize that this this hero, hero yeah, game. Which is why he'd say he needed a break. <laughs> yeah, this hero game is come and go. Um but do do you think that that could be why he was so adamant about this MJ thing? I think so. What do you think is in Peter's mind back so. in school, post his mentor dying, and uh, half the universe coming I mean, back? Yeah, I get busy. I mean, I guess mentally he just wants to go on vacation, too. Yeah. You know yeah. I mean? After all that that happened, space, Tony dying. Yeah, because we see later at the fundraiser uh, for the homeless, which, I mean, you got some uh, background in this in the PS4 game, right? Mm-hmm. Arme running a... Uh, was yeah, she helps to run a um, yeah, uh, a thing for the homeless. It's called Feast. I wonder if Mister Negative, man, what if, what if, what if at the next uh, little, <laughs> the next little uh, fundraiser, he shows up and they're like, yeah, uh, I want you to meet. What's his name? Um, Mister Lee. Mister Lee, you, I, you had to get that right because they were going to be, uh, they were gonna, our fans were gonna get down your throat uh, if you didn't get that Mister Lee comment right. But yeah, at that fundraiser, we see. That um, Aunt May and Peter. Here's another thing. That's the only thing I'm not really satisfied with. The whole Aunt May and Peter thing. The thing. Her that, that's no, a humongous her, thing her to find out. Thing, yeah. But the thing is, in between when she found out are the events of both Infinity War and Endgame. And in comparison, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> a secret identity isn't that big to half of the world disappearing and reappearing. So I can understand that five years and eight months after everything... Mm-hmm. That they would be cool and slapping hands and stuff. But she doesn't really ever show, show any concern for his... Thwipping. Him being... Yeah. yeah it was Is that me? Um, nah, I kind of wanted to see... Because she hasn't really talked to him. Or we haven't really gotten to see her talk to him about it. Are we supposed to Are we supposed to be thinking like she's a younger, hipper... Maybe, yeah. I'll, let, I'll buy you guys beer. Uh, <laughs> uh me? Yeah. Uh, kind of. Maybe. Yeah. I dig it, I dig it. Uh, bu, bu, bu. Peter is warned by Happy Hogan that he's going to be contacted by Nick Fury soon. Uh, but Peter chooses to ghost Nick Fury, ghost something him. you're not supposed to do. Voice man. <laughs> Peter leaves after being overwhelmed by questions about Stark. Later, he packs his suitcase, leaving his suit behind on purpose, hoping to leave the Spider-Man persona behind. There's a telling moment where he... You see him um, being, like, hounded by a bunch of reporters. And they're mm-hmm. like, what are you going to do if the aliens come back? And it's 
You can see that he has no answer to that. Yeah. And that people are looking to him for that answer. Tony would have said something cool and quick and put his, you know, gave the peace sign and walked off. Yeah, but he started to bug out once they asked him. We really saw that, that yeah. lack of composure. And yeah. it's because of what you said. He's still a kid. He literally is still a kid. He was not waiting for the, co- he was not ready for the coach to sh- straight up die. And now <laughs> he's now the coach. Um, and that's why I want to talk a little bit about Far From Home Peter Parker versus uh, Homecoming Peter Parker. Because Homecoming Peter Parker was all about, give me more. Give me more responsibility. Yeah, give me more of this, this suit. Unlock yeah, the whole yeah. suit. I could do this. I could do this. And um, now we have Peter like, you do this. Please. Somebody else. Can somebody do this for a week? Anybody. Do <laughs> this. Hold this down for two back. weeks. I'm just going to go for two. And even we get to a point in this film where he... It's face-to-face with Nick Fury. He's like, not for nothing, but I don't want to do this. Mm-hmm. And um, what can you speak to that change? What do you think What do you think is that? Is that just experience? Is that the death? Is that... Um, I think it's all of it. Biting off more than you can chew? Because before being dusted, he was fighting his, his friends. I guess. I mean, they weren't really his friends, but he was fighting yeah. the airport. Yeah. And it's, way, it's also way different of like... Uh, it's different when you're fighting alongside people because in yeah. that airport fight, he had Tony Stark to look towards at all at all times. Yeah. If he had to go into his earpiece and be like, what should I do now, Mr. Stark? He t- he actually did say that and he said, <laughs> web him up or whatever. Uh, but here he's on his own yeah. and we definitely and see that. The, yeah. it, it, it's, it's made very clear that he's on his own, um, which I think is, is interesting. But it goes to show you, like, that, is that not life? Like, I don't know if they meant to do it that way, but that's life. As when we're young, we want it all, right? I can't wait till I turn 20. <laughs> I can't wait till I turn 25. I'm 30 years old, Claudius Maximus. And I'm trying to turn back the hands of time at this point. Because, <laughs> because with every good thing that you get, with great power, all the great power that I have, I have the power to stay up past my bedtime. I have the power to stay up until an hour before work. But I didn't have the responsibility to walk my tired ass into work <laughs> and work for eight hours or lose my livelihood and, and my place to live and eat and all those things. So with great power comes great responsibility. He's really feeling that now. He's really feeling uh, the weight of that. So I thought I definitely thought that that was cool. I think that heroes should grow from their mm-hmm. movies. Like I'm glad. I'm really glad he was by himself too because um, I guess the second go around he'll get to... He got, not really a, well, I guess they decided he really has to prove himself because this is more Spidey movie than, uh, yes. than Far From Home. And I people mean, still, people still have their, <clears throat> their negative views on, like, cause there's a lot of people that's not digging how tied to Spider-Man Iron Man is, you know? Mm-hmm. There's people that, uh, literally, if you've grown up with any other interpretation of Spider-Man, Iron Man is not these, mm-hmm. this, this, so, uh, yeah, in. so I feel like they had to turn it up with the flipping. Yes, um, he still has to be. He has to be his own character in a lot of ways. I saw somebody call this Iron Boy to Far from Spider Man. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so people have their say. I like it. I I I definitively like it. But I I can get I can see people's what they get tripped up on, mm-hmm. and it's this idea that Spider Man has been his own man for wherever you've seen him is now almost an apprentice to Tony Stark, and now that Tony Stark is dead, people are asking him if he needs to be the next Tony Stark. Which would be like looking at Batman and asking him if he's going to be the next Superman. It's like, no, he will always be the best Batman. But if you're looking for somebody to fill that role, you're going to have to look a little harder. Um, a short film titled Peter's To-Do List showing Peter retrieving various items for his trip. 
um, and fighting that mob in that weird sushi spot or whatever. Mm-hmm. I thought it was sushi spot because I think it had a lobster tank. Um, you remember? You know what I'm talking about, right? Yeah, yeah. The Iron Spider, him beating up a bunch of people that was in a trailer. Mm-hmm. Uh, those are going to be in their own exclusive mini movie put on the Blu-ray. Ooh, but nice. harping again, I would have loved some smart ass Spider Man in this film. Yeah, yeah. You know, I really dug that whole uh I'm already doing your work for you. Like that's that's as much my Spider Man as all the other stuff. And I felt like them cutting that out was kinda I don't know. I don't know well, how I feel about all, that. It was alright. I didn't even notice till after the movie anyway, so it was like Well, I, I noticed because I figured yeah. that was in New York. So once he left New York, I was like, What? Did I miss the? Did I miss him getting the passport? Did I miss him getting his <laughs> toothbrush? Did I miss all that stuff? But all, literally, all of that stuff is going to be compounded into a mini movie, yeah, literally, cool. probably probably twenty minutes long, uh, called um, Peter's To Do List. Um, I guess they're going the DC route with it. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Extended edition, the ultimate cut, release the Parker cut. You know what I'm saying? They board the plane when Peter's plan to sit next to MJ fails, <laughs> and she is seated uh, next to Brad Davis, a younger student who is now Peter's age due to the blip and likes MJ too. On the plane, Ned and Betty Brant become an item, leaving Peter by himself for the trip. Peter and his friends travel to Venice, where he completes one part of the plan to get MJ a Black Dahlia necklace. Uh, it's at Venice that him and his friends are among those attacked by an enormous water elemental, which proceeds to wreak havoc on the city. Peter tries desperately to stop the monster in a makeshift mask, but fails to do so. Um, Quentin Beck arrives and after a heroic battle destroys the creature while Parker attempts to help. Seeing Beck release Peter as he believes that this mysterious man they are calling Mysterio can handle the elemental threat so he can continue to try to bag MJ. <laughs> uh, Alright. What do you think of Peter's plan? Um, first of all, I'm, 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 I laugh at the, his choice of masks. You laugh at his choice of masks? <laughs> yeah. Uh, I I like that he chose to wear a mask, but there's several times in this movie where he just is maskless or yeah, barely yeah. masked. And I'm like, every day gotcha. They got, which was why it was funny what happens at the end. But um, they do make it a point several times. He doesn't bring the suit to be yeah. like, Spider-Man's out in Europe. You know, like, it can't be Peter Parker's in Europe and Spider-Man's in Europe. People are going to put the two and two together. And I thought that was very smart because we're, we're in that day and age where, like, come on, give us a little bit of credit here, especially with social media and stuff. Um, but, yeah, Quinn comes in like a like a house on fire, right? Mm-hmm. He comes in, handles oh, it. Oh, yeah. Um, handles the, yeah, handles the whole situation. Peter is in awe. And it looks cool. All the mm-hmm. things look, like... The, like the way he stops the elemental, he like um, handcuffs him. He like opens two portals, uh-huh. handcuffs the elemental, and then like splits it apart. Like, this cool thing that doesn't really make much sense. And then I I think it's the fire one where he leaves the little green like fireflies, where he combusts like the magic combusts, and oh, he yeah, leaves like these little it, yeah. bright fireflies that make him look all cool. like just everything just looks really really cool um, when it comes to Mysterio. So I totally dug that. Um, how do you feel about like Ned being like, "Oh, bro, we gotta get down and and solve this"? And he's like, uh, "That Mysterio guy looked like he figured yeah, it he out. Got it. He got it. He got it. Down. I'm on vacation. Is that more of that? Just let me be a kid stuff. Uh, yeah, I think because he, he, you know, he was relieved. He was like, "Oh, somebody else got it." The hot tag, like you nice. said, they tagged me in. I'm gonna do anything. Yeah, that's basically what it is. But yeah. 
then we get some hilarity because Ned gets tranked. <laughs> uh, we for see him Ghost and Nick Fury. For Ghost and Nick Fury. Stop Ghost and Nick Fury, B. Um, Nick Fury happens to be... Are you ready? Are you ready? Mm-hmm. Furious. Ha-ha. <laughs> 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 Nick Fury happens to be furious at Spider-Man for not returning his calls. To avoid being seen, he tells Peter to suit up. And uh, Fury explains that Stark left Peter something after his death. Before getting there, I thought it was really, really funny how people kept knocking on the door. <laughs> how, uh, right. You see, you see Nick like literally uses talk. one eye to try to aim his gun at, the, at anybody who comes through that door. You, seeing how quickly he shot Ned, everybody was going to get it. Anybody who came through was going to get it. I fully believe that. Um, and I, I dug that. I dug that there. Is it me or is was Fury a bit short with Peter this entire movie? And does that speak more to the post credit than anything else? Uh, I want to say it was tough love, but okay. not really. Kind of in a way. Second time viewing this, I definitely got ultimate Spider-Man vibes. Where yeah. Nick Fury's the, the principal. Like Nick Fury's yeah, in all yeah, Spider-Man yeah. stuff. He knows everything he's doing. He's the one who briefs him. And I wonder if that was that was it. Like if that was um, what they were trying to invoke, uh, I wanted him, I wanted Nick to do the Mike line from Breaking Bad. He tells Jesse, um, "Look, you're not the guy. I had a guy, <laughs> you know. <laughs> that guy died, so now I need a guy, and I guess you're the guy. But realize you're not the guy. You know what I'm saying? And I mm-hmm. wanted Nick to be like, listen, you know, because he says at one point, Spider-Man's like, why not anyone else? And he's like, you know, everybody else is busy." It's funny now, now when you think back that he says Captain Marvel. He goes, don't you invoke that name. Which, I mean, maybe Talos has some bad blood. Or who who right, knows what's right. going on with that there. But he left him a gift, Maximus. He left him a damn gift. Nick then gives Peter Tony Stark's glasses, which were not only meant for his successor, a.k.a. the next Iron Man, but the glasses are equipped with an artificial intelligence, Edith, which has access to all databases of Stark Industries and commands a large Orbital weapon supply. Peter puts the glasses away as Fury introduces him to the man he's been working on recently. I met working with recently, the man who saved Venice, Quentin Beck. So it's revealed that not only does this has this mystery man mm-hmm. uh, been on the side of good, but he's literally on the side of Fury. Like they uh, they get introduced, and Peter kind of fanboys a little bit. Yeah, Peter's like, "Oh wow, mysterious!" Like what? <laughs> this is a calling like, oh, no, man. They're, they're, that's what they're calling you. They're calling you Mysteria. Um. I dig, like, especially now that we know it's all fake, there's no need for LEDs in the cape. Like, he has LEDs right, <laughs> in <yeah>. the cape. <laughs> like, that, that suit is intricate as hell. Very, like, the finer really, details, yeah, man. Those, um, but, you know, I was only looking for one thing. The hmm. eyes in the, in the, yeah. in the, I don't even know what you call that. Ca- what holds the cape, the cape yeah. together. He always has eyes there. Mm-hmm. The same way um, you have the big Doctor Doom circles. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, I was looking for those eyes, and those eyes were there. Completely dug it uh, with that. Beck claims that four elementals, fire, earth, water, and wind, um, killed his family. And that he hails from a different reality. One among many in the multiverse. He mentions destroying all the elementals but the fire one, which is the one that destroyed his home world. And that seems to be the one that's on its way to Prague to destroy earth. Uh, it's coming. He devises a plan to ensure earth doesn't uh, fall to a, fim- a similar fate. But Peter rejects this hero's call to action, telling Fury he'd much rather join his classmates on the trip. 
Fury sarcastically lets him go, but secretly redirects the scroll's trip to Prague, where the fire elemental is projected to strike. Um, yeah, man. They they really re- rope my mans in mm-hmm. here. Um, that's the story, and I'm sticking to it. <laughs> from this moment on, Peter exhibits a level of desperation that I really liked, mm-hmm. of like, just leave me alone. Like, just, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Like, just leave me alone. I understand that I asked for all this. I un- I know what I said. Yeah. I know what I, what, how I feel. I, I know who I am, but leave me the hell alone. And I started to really feel for him. There's a moment where um, you have um, him there with Mysterio later on when they're at the bar. And he's like, I just want to, you know, like, mm-hmm. I just want to go tell the girl that I like, that I like her. Or the girl, you know, that I'm digging that I like her. And I, I really felt for him in that moment. Like you said, in many ways, we're being reminded that he is a kid. We're being reminded mm-hmm. that he is still underage, even though he he can save the world, even though what bitch you've been to space, even with all that, he still has regular human hopes and dreams and regular human wants. Like I just want to sit next to the girl that I like. You remember that? Mm-hmm. You married now, so now that. you sit next to the girl yep. you like all the time. But there was a moment where you just got that was enough for the day, right? To sit next to your crush. And Peter can't even sit next to her anywhere. The opera, the the uh, the plane, nowhere. It really sucks for that guy. Got dusted, defeated Thanos, and they still wanted to get this right. Yeah, man. And now they're now they're in Shucks Prague, Peter. and now they're in Prague where the uh, fire elemental is supposed to strike. And speaking of strikes, on the bus to Prague, Peter finds out that Edith stands for even in death I'm the hero. It's a protocol that uh, a protocol and AI that Tony Stark implemented inside of the uh, glasses. I thought that was hilarious. And he learns of its weapons capabilities when he accidentally sent an airstrike over on Brad <laughs> via the Stark satellites because Brad took a picture of Peter changing one of, the, I guess, the S.H.I.E.L.D. agents or one of the uh, the operatives and was going to send it to M. That was one of the dirtiest, underhanded things. Yeah, that was kind of greasy. <laughs> like, he's like, I don't, I don't remember if bro code existed that young. I'm pretty sure it might have. I don't know. People were doing dirty things back then. All those three-way phone calls. You know what I'm saying? Like all the conversations. Now, could you imagine being in high school with this, with a paper trail? Like text messages, social media now. It'd be incredible. It'd be ridiculous. I don't, I do not understand um, how kids today manage. Uh, way, way braver, way tougher than me because uh, I do not know. Bananas. But yeah, almost kills poor Brad. Um, he manages to take down the throne, the the drone set to attack Brad, and it's, it really ends up being fully aware of the loaded gun that he's been handed. Mm-hmm. And I really felt like that's what we felt, right? Like, it's like these glasses are not to be messed with. Um, I like that that jump out of the Despite moon roof the moment. Spider sense the first like spider sense moment. Yeah, no, no, no. When he jumps out to, to web, he's web like, web, everybody, look over yeah, there. And he jumps drone. straight up through yeah, the yeah, through yeah. the uh, uh, thing. Um, and and is able to web the drone, um, and then he comes down and his hair's all crazy. And Betty's like, "You think we would have noticed, Peter?" And he's like, "Well, he's like your new look. I like it. <laughs> uh, really, really funny stuff." Throughout this whole time, uh, MJ is giving Peter a bunch of looks. Like she's constantly looking over her shoulder at him, finding I guess to try to see. You think she's having suspicions already? Do you think she's suspected from homecoming? Uh, I think she was. Got hit to something. Because she, she kind of puts him on the spot at she, homecoming yeah, at the end. She does. Um, and his reaction could be all the uh, only confession you need. Like, he was like, uh, uh, what? No, no, no. <laughs> um, so she's probably just trying to put together the pieces um, here. I think she has a suspicion. 
That's about it. But another thing is, we also find out that she likes him. And may have liked him who knows how far back. I wonder what that does to you to for both of those realizations to come out, right? <laughs> so it's like, I like him. I would really like to sit and talk with him, but I got to wait for him to make the first move. Oh my God, I think he's Spider-Man. He Spider-Man? <laughs> yeah, yes, and, and by the way, <laughs> he, he might Spider-Man? be Spider-Man. <laughs> uh, I think that that's really, really big. Um, Peter begs Fury to ensure that his friends are safe and Nick makes the kids go to the opera instead of the local carnival. MJ tries to flirt with a distracted Peter whose mind is on the threat at hand and Peter uh, walks out to go deal with it. The fire elemental arrives uh, but Beck with Parker's help as the night monkey now in his full new all black shield attire so that no one would know that he's Spider-Man because he he did bring his red and blues with him. I know they make several points to say that he has no suits with him though because he wears the red and blue to go see Nick Fury. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, but then again, he's explicitly not trying to wear anything that shows that it's Spider-Man. So he looks just like a regular S.H.I.E.L.D. operative in this or any kind of like mm-hmm. secret agent mm-hmm. kind of guy uh, in stealthy this suit. Stealthy thwip. Stealthy. I stealth. can't even say that. I was going to try it. I could barely say stealthy and you want to say stealthy thwip. Um, yeah. But they're able to destroy the fire elemental before it attacks Betty and Ned in a, in first, in a wheel. first wheel. Oh, I did the Wonder Wheel. Coney Island. Yeah. Yeah, man. Uh, I, Lord. Yeah, I was in one of the ones that's like move. There's like, they okay. have it. Uh, they have an outer ring where everything stays stationary. Mm-hmm. And then they have an inner ring where, according to when you move, the the um, momentum will make you <laughs> yeah, swing right. around and stuff like that. I had to do it, man. Fourth of July. Uh, and spy- Homecoming was right there off the coast of Coney Island, remember? Um, <laughs> off those lights. And so... I was thinking to myself, like, if there, if, like, Ned knew that he didn't want anybody near the carnival, but they choose to go inside the damn Ferris wheel. And everyone goes inside the Ferris wheel, and everyone always gets injured in the Ferris wheel. Stop going in Ferris wheels in comic book movies. <laughs> Don't go in Ferris wheels. Don't go on trains in comic book movies. Things, bad things always happen. Uh, but, yeah, they're able to put away the fire elemental. How do you feel about Quentin's, um, his heroism in this one? Because I feel like he turned up the heroism way up in this one. Where he's like, I got this I or got whatever. This. I know, you know what I have to do. <laughs> yeah, yeah, What's yeah. that? <laughs> what I should have did before. You know, what do you think about, what do you think about, uh, oh, oh, Quinn Beck turning on the heroics for this, uh, for this I like, fight? I like, I mean, the fact that it was um, something turned up was pretty damn cool. Because when he, I guess, did his somewhat, his sacrifice, that I thought that was pretty, pretty cool. Hmm. The ex- The explosion of the. Yeah, I did like the effect of, um, like I said, him blowing up into a bunch of different pieces. But it doesn't make any sense to me um, that, like, at first it didn't make any sense to me. Like, what is he going to kill himself? I thought he was going to, like, sacrifice himself. <laughs> I thought so, too. And I'm also like, this is way too early in the game to be doing all of that stuff. Um, but he's able to defeat the uh, uh, elemental. He has some scrapes and scratches. Mm-hmm. But he's he's he seems to be pretty good. It's in this moment though that Fury absolutely reams Parker, right? Mm-hmm. And you only see Peter's crying eyes. <laughs> he lifts his like visor, and you can just see this guy is like that's the most emoting I've ever seen somebody do with just their eyes. His eyes are bloodshot. You can tell he's emotional, and Peter's like, "What the hell are you doing? Like, what you 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 ain't built for none of this." And it, it um. 
It really made me feel kind of like shitty for for old Pete. Yeah, I felt bad for Pete because he he doesn't want to be in it. He's, he's trying to try. Yeah, and he's he willing to on vacation. So he's willing to sacrifice his standing in school and his standing with this girl, even if he's not one hundred percent wanting to do it. He's still trying, and I don't know. I felt like Peter's um, older brother, and then we're like, "Yo, yo, you <laughs> chill out." I right? just came back from space. <laughs> We just got blipped back. We just got blipped, B. We just got blipped. Man. Um, anyway, Nick still chooses um, to invite Peter and Beck to meet him and uh, him and Maria Hill in Berlin to discuss the formation of a new superhero team. Later at a bar, after a heart-to-heart, Peter considers Beck worthy of being Stark's successor and bequeaths him the Edith glasses. Unbeknownst to him, Beck, unbeknownst to Peter, Beck is revealed to be a former holographic illusions specialist at Stark Industries, who was fired from his unstable for his unstable nature. Now leading a team of disgruntled ex-Stark employees and using advanced projector drones to simulate the elementals' attack via the Barth tech seen in Civil War. I thought that was clever as hell. Let's talk about this reveal, B. Because first of all. We heard a lot about this uh, barf technology showing back up again, and everyone theorized it would be in uh, Endgame, right? Mm-hmm. Everyone was saying like they were going to use like the quantum and the barf <laughs> to do some kind of weird uh, cocktail of, of time travel and augmented reality or something. Um, but a lot of this is simply on the fa- on the on the face of them calling it barf, like he called it barf, yeah, it and kind of pushed it to the side. We see. Um, Tony, in case none of this is ringing a bell, Barf is a technology Tony Stark used to show the was last moments War. of his him and his parents in Civil War. Um, he said he spent like a cool couple mil, remember? On on like something that just has to, like to get the skeletons out of his closet. And we don't see any real uses of the Bark technology after the fact. And so we find out that instead they're using this Barf technology along with drones. So these drones have weapons on them. The drones then project whatever illusions um, Mysterio and his team want them to project. And in this instance, they're projecting these elementals, these big uh, Avengers-like threats that are appearing all over the world. So Mysterio's straight up lying. Doesn't have a, a, a wife and kids. Doesn't come from an Selling alternate earth. Story. Doesn't come from an alternate earth. Is not there for the greater good. Is actually engineering his own mishaps so he can seem like the greater hero Mm -hmm. completely frustrated at the fact that not only was his uh technical advances completely ignored by tony stark but what is probably their biggest piece of tech this uh edith you know technology is being handed down to what they call a kid right uh they call tony an alcoholic man child Mm -hmm. and uh peter (laughs) parker just like a pre-present kid like how dare either one of these people they're not worthy of the tech they hold so uh, we should be those heroes. How do you feel about the long con? And how do you feel about uh, the kind of truth in what Mysterio said, which is, see, that didn't take long at all. <laughs> um, I appreciate the long con, but I knew the it was going to be a swerve. He was going to try to put himself over. Yeah. At first. To get close. At least to get close to something. Do you like so Myst- he got close to Peter. Do you like Team Mysterio as opposed to just Mysterio? Uh, Team Mysterio is cool. But just Mysterio is pretty damn fire, dude. 
Um, Team Mysterio is cool, in, especially in the sense of like special effects teams. Yeah. You know, like it really felt like that too. Yeah, <laughs> the I guess group if you say that, that, you gotta kind of say it all in the same breath. Yeah, yeah because uh, most uh, most other places, Mysterio is a special effects like guru. Like he knows his special effects ish. I'm just glad like the team also had a couple callbacks. Yes, that's pretty cool. Yeah, because we found out like the guy who got yelled at because Tony Stark built in a cave with scraps. He's there. <laughs> um, do. You, Jake Gyllenhaal, I have to go back and see Civil War if there was somebody standing in the background in the shadow right. there with a, with a pad because it looks to see like Jake Gyllenhaal's in that scene. But, you know, they could put it people after the fact. And so these are all people that are completely tired of Tony Stark, are mad, you know, that uh, just the kind of man that he is. And now he's dead. Everything's going to like Pepper or Charity or Peter and they cannot stand it. <laughs> so they are choosing to use their technology to make uh, Quentin seemed like the next Iron Man so that he can get all the power, all the responsibility, all the uh, praise, as it was. Um, yeah, definitely a sinister moment. But again, I wonder what that moment is to somebody who does not know who Mysterio is. You know? How do you feel about the cheers? Mysterio. Giving cheers to everybody. Hey, cheers, hey, to, cheers. cheers to homie I'm... who's doing the drones. And cheers to homie who's doing the weapon systems. And let's to give Tony. Cheers. To Tony, yeah. And to Peter Parker, to and he's Peter like, Parker. sorry, kid, it's something like that, yeah, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Which, yeah, how do you feel? There's several moments in which Beck seems angry at the thought that he might have to kill Peter. Yeah, I guess. I mean, does that mean that he, he has to kind he of. will. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Well, it's, if it's him or Peter, he definitely will. But are we supposed to believe then that Beck maybe doesn't hate Peter? A little bit. And he could also think that he feels like he can kill Spider Man. Oh, the, like the, you know the, I mean? the the person, mm-hmm. yeah. That's another thing too. Like, had it not been for Fury, Beck would have never knew Peter was Spider Man. True. Fury's the one that's he like, did yeah, bring him to the dungeon. Take off, right? take off, take off your mask. You ain't, <laughs> everybody, everybody knows, knows who, who you are. are. And it's like, well, if you're doing it that, if you ousting me in front of everybody, <laughs> I guess I might as well take off my mask now. Uh, yeah. Awesome. So the trip's now canceled because of the various attacks around the children, and uh, seeing one last chance to talk to MJ. Peter invites her out for a walk. MJ deduces Parker is Spider-Man or a male escort. Um, and while he tries to deny it, she shows him a piece of debris she retrieves from the carnival battle, which is revealed to be a projector that presents a simulation of the air elemental, leading the two to realize Beck is a fraud. Ooh. I did like them figuring out together, and I did like Peter after the fact just being like, I'm Spider-Man. Yeah. And she like, had to leave and she's right like, then and Are you there. lying? Like, what are you? And um, he picked up the... Because she had him dead to rights. Yeah, the projector. That's the reason why she pulls out the piece of the projector because mm-hmm. she's like, you're really going to lie to me to my face, my man? It's like, <laughs> I told you about Washington and you're saying, going to say, oh, no, it wasn't that. And then I told you today about Venice and no, oh, no, no, it wasn't that. And the same thing with Prague and no, it wasn't that. Then what's this? You know, and then they drop it and it's a projector. I thought that was pretty cool. Um, I also like, you get a, a quick moment of um, Beck playing around with his tech with the all his guys. Is, yeah. And he's like, uh, you took my family, or whatever. Like, he's, like, he's like yelling superhero things, and he's like, he. But the thing is, he's not happy with the damage mm-hmm. that the thrones are causing. He wants to bring it up. He wants this to be an Avengers Avengers level threat, very much like Syndrome, right? Mm-hmm. Like I want this. I want this to be a big showcase of how good um I can be, and how much these people are gonna need me. His main thing is. No one listens anymore, unless what you have a cape and can shoot lasers out of your hands. Uh, which is kind of sad, but we'll talk about that in a sec. 
but like I said, when he's preparing for the illusion with his crew, MJ discovers MJ, MJ Beck discovers MJ took some evidence mm-hmm. of his deception. So he knows that she knows. Yep, and now he knows that her and Peter got to go. The loose ends have to be destroyed. Uh, Parker, hoping to out Beck to Fury and Hill, travels to Berlin uh, and meets with Fury, only to realize that the version before him is an illusion created by Beck. He battles multiple illusions before Nick Fury apparently subdues Beck. Fury forces Parker to reveal anyone who has knowledge of the deception before being revealed as another illusion. Mm-hmm. A simulation inside of another <laughs> simulation. Uh, and uh, Beck, with his illusions, forced Peter to walk backwards, ultimately in the path of a running train. Peter survives, albeit badly injured, and falls unconscious in a train car. One of the best mo- yeah, moments in the Spider-Man all, movie ever. I'm gonna get I'm gonna get to the to the um, cool um, illusion yeah. stuff. But Peter getting smacked by that train, man. <laughs> it was a lot. You know what actually had me when Peter fell out the window the first time. Mm. He falls, and he falls in the illusion. But when he lands, it snaps you back to reality. reality. And he's back in the black suit, mm-hmm. and then he snaps him back into another illusion. He has the glass falling down around him and stuff. Mm-hmm. Oh, or at one point. There's something that he goes to grab, and when he pulls it down, it's a crane. It's not like he thinks it's something right. safe, and when he pulls it down, the it, illusion you know, breaks, it pr- and it's a crane. It was pretty trippy, man. And I was like, "What is going on?" I like the Tony Stark grave. Yeah, let's talk about some of those things in that illusion, man. Tony Stark yeah. grave. Tony I like Stark grave. The um, decayed Iron Man suit. That was, yes, that was I like crazy. the zombie Iron Man going to the spiders in the skull. Going mm-hmm. to the spider eyes. Going to the multiple Mysterios. But what takes the cake for me? Is Snow Globe Spidey <laughs> inside the Mysterio helmet with the Statue of Liberty and the and the Empire State Building populating around him and sand? I thought that was I thought that was really really good. I almost thought it was gonna be a Ben Parker uh, grape thing, and I was like, ah, oh, yeah, I can't be doing that. Right, right, right. I was right. going out with that there. Um, teasing MJ falling off the bridge, almost like uh, yeah, like that was, that was crazy. Like Gwen Stacy. I didn't even know if she was really there, to be honest. Right, When right, they did right. that moment, I'm like, is she there? It was like, pretty crazy, bro. I remember that being pretty damn crazy. We see him go from the black suit to the uh, red and blue suit to, to the, the sweats. Mm-hmm. He gets the, humbled. The mock, the mock suit, yeah. Yeah, he gets humbled and put on the sweats. Uh, but, man, this is everything you want in Mysterio. It's everything you want in special effects. Really plays with your mind. Um, and really shows how much we rely on our eyes, which is weird because we're supposed to see as believing. <laughs> but like I said, again, not everything is what it seems in this film. And that's one of the biggest things about that I think they're trying to portray. Um, and right, when when Nick Fury shoots back, I knew it was another another illusion because Nick Fury was like, who else did you tell? And I'm like, yeah, that's not that's what mm-hmm. that's what you say before you kill somebody. Any movie, if you're matter of fact, if you're ever in a situation where somebody's like, "Oh, so uh, you know something, you know that could get me in trouble." Who else did you tell? That's they're trying to get rid of you. They're trying to cl- close. Don't loose trust air. it, man. Run, run out. Run Nothing out. is what it seems. Run out and run out now. Uh, anything else to say about Mysterio Vision? Mysterio Vision was a trip. Mysterio that's Vision super, was a trip. super trippy, man. Definitely, and not only that. Uh, later on, we they go to great lengths to show that majority of the time, Quentin's not even in the suit. Yeah, he's in a mocap suit with like this dome over his head, which is funny to me because it it almost makes me question. 
Like, were there people who saw him on set and were like, <laughs> oh, I can't wait for how the Mysterio costume looks. You know like, this obviously can't be it. But I'm going to wait for how the Mysterio costume looks. And then it, that is the movie magic, right? That's mm-hmm. the movie magic that we deal with in all these movies. So to see him just be a guy in mocap, we've seen how silly James Spader looked playing Ultron in mocap with the... Right, he had right, to hold, right. like, a stick over his head to show how tall he really was. <laughs> and then Thanos... Um, and so, and stuff like that, yeah. I thought it was really cool that they just brought things all the way around. Like, this is a movie with a bunch of special effects, and sometimes guys are in mocap. Um, so, they go to great lengths to show that he's not in the suit, which I think that also means that they go to great lengths to show that um, he's not really capable of much without the suit. Right. You know? And so, Spider-Man can, with one good punch probably, just knock, him out. knock him out. But in this moment, he can't even get a, yeah, hold, a hand on him. On him. He can't put a finger on him. Um, we should also say uh, that earlier on in the film, May tr- tries to test out Peter's spider sense by throwing a banana at him. And hits him in the face. And hits him in the <laughs> face. And so she assumes that his spider sense doesn't work, but she and the rest of the other people call it uh, Peter Tingle. It's Peter Tingle. Which Ladies I mean. Peter Tingle. Um, yeah. Awakening in a jail cell in the Netherlands, he breaks out and contacts Happy Hogan. He also goes to the great lengths to say how great the Netherlands is, right? Like, the people in the jail are cool. The the uh, the yes. guys at the shop are cool. Everyone's so nice. Um, the jailer is wearing the night monkey mask and talking to his wife on the phone. Black style suit, yeah. Which I thought was funny. Um, I was looking for my drink. La, la, la. Hogan shows up in a jet, and Peter doesn't trust him until he reveals a secret between, that happened between the two. Do you remember the secret? I do not. So the secret is, when they were in Berlin to get ready for Civil War, Peter ordered an adult movie <laughs> at the hotel. <laughs> uh, according to Happy, it, uh, it did not tell him what the... It, it could not tell him what the film was, but he could tell by the price that it was an adult film. <laughs> What is Peter Parker watching porn for in Berlin before Civil War, bro? My man was really trying to get... Ooh, get ready. He was going going through it at the time, too. He didn't trust nothing. No. Um, And he's banged up. Mm -hmm. Um, He's really banged up. He seems stressed. uh, And really, like, just pushed too much against his... You know, like, pushed to his edge. He's He's a cornered animal in a lot of ways. Uh... The two get on the jet and they begin to talk about Tony. Before they talk about Tony, they have a really small, very poignant moment that I don't think is going to be discussed uh, by many other people. So I'd like to discuss it with you and what I think that moment means. It's the moment of Happy stitching up Peter. And Peter continuously getting annoyed because it hurts. But what actually annoys him the most is the idea that he's not supposed to hurt because he got superpowers. Right. Happy tells him, "Well, don't like, don't you have like super strength super or super hearing, hearing or whatever?" Yeah. And he's like, "It's it still hurts," and it's it's almost like he's telling that to the world. Mm-hmm. You understand? Know like, I get y'all think I'm Spider Man. I got this, but like everything well, still hurts. hurt. Yeah, Every emotionally, hurts, physically, I'm still in a lot of pain from my mentor dying. I'm still in a lot of pain for not being able to. This one plan that I had with this girl, my one school trip to get back to normal, I, they took that away from me. I a- gave somebody a, 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 like, what is, like, a, literally a war machine. Like, 
satellites that command drones that could destroy whole continents. Like, I'm not good at this. I'm just, I'm not good at any of this. How do you feel about Peter's uh, defeat um, or speaking in defeat when he was talking to Nick Fury and opening up about his concerns over being viewed as the next Iron Man? Um, I feel like he thought people expected a lot from him because Tony dubbed him as, I guess, the one. You know what I mean? And, but he felt that though. Lot, he felt I, that in the news when they were talking to him. And about I still, people. I still feel like people forget that he's still he's sixteen. Dude. I forget. You know what I'm saying? Because because so, again, like, like like Nick Fury, my rationale is well, you've been to space, so what are you? But I'm still sixteen. <laughs> it's true, it's, and it still hurts. Yeah, and it still <laughs> hurts. Happy. It still hurts. Um, what I like is that Happy opens up and says like, "You're you're." Tough on yourself, and you're second guessing everything. That's exactly what Tony did. Tony was a mess, a literal mess. It kind of sucked to hear him talk like that, though. But it's the truth. Yeah. Like when you get to Iron Man three, well, not, and not, and that Iron Man not, two almost kills Pepper. Not, not what he was saying, but in like in the past tense, because oh yeah, you know what I mean? yeah, <laughs> and because when you think about it, this was a slow motion car crash that Happy saw mm-hmm. from the events of Avengers on, right? Of like him being obsessed with his work and uh, not sleeping and just trying to create something that could hold off uh, an Avengers level threat. And he really tells Peter, he lets him know, like, not knowing what's next is not necessarily the sign that you're a failure. <laughs> but to show that you made that that your work that you got something in you, like to show that we he didn't make a mistake choosing you you have to be able to bounce back mm-hmm. and he says he's regretted and made second and has second thoughts about everything except for choosing you which was a nice cool moment yeah. there um go ahead Peter. and then he he calls his bluff and he says you your friends are in danger you ain't got no tech what are you gonna do Ooh, and there's this says. moment there's this moment that <laughs> it turns into a joke but I really thought they. I really wish they would have just let it. Yeah, let, let it go. Stuck, yeah. for a second. That'd been cool. But he stands up and he says, "I'm gonna kick his ass." And it's the first time you heard Peter Parker say "ass." Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like he's always Mister Stark. You know what I'm saying? And I was like, "I'm gonna kick his ass." And then it gets cut because Hogan's like, "No, no, no!" no like right now, like really, what are you gonna do? Because we're about to, uh, we're about to, to deal with that now. Oh no, he goes. You know, he goes because we've been, we've been hovering over this tulip field for like twenty <laughs> minutes. <laughs> Beautiful field, right? Mm-hmm. It's like all kinds of different colors and stuff. I thought that was. I thought that was really cool. Um, Peter uh, gets the extra motivation he needs, and what Happy reveals reveals a suit manufacturing machine left behind by Stark. Peter uses it to synthesize a customized costume. Uh, he completes the Tony Stark image. By placing his hand inside the hologram. Yeah, I thought and, that was uh, so. I thought that was, oh man. Yeah, <laughs> I like that part it, way more than I. It was to me. It was very much the burgers, li- the burgers it's line, the cheeseburgers line in, in um. Endgame. Endgame, which is, I, I'm literally forming these thoughts as I'm talking. That's why I'm stuttering right now, because it happens, and your your heart hurts. Your mm-hmm. heart, you know what it means. And your heart hurts. And in many ways, you think you're the only one that understands how tough this is. And then the camera cuts to happy. And you're like, if anyone sees what I'm seeing right now, you see that, right? Tell me you see that. Because I'm seeing Tony Stark. Tell me you're seeing Tony Stark here. 
Um, how do you feel that? I know we're going uh, a bit ways back. How do you feel about that moment where they made um, Beck put on the glasses? Uh, that was a bit. That was yeah. a bit kind of like that damn, was right? That's a bit. Nah, Tony. Nah. Oh, now you're Tony. He kind of even with the beard and the hair. He kind of, you know. I was like, come on, Peter, why'd you do that? <laughs> oh man. Uh, to tap it all off, he plays ACDC's "Back in Black." Yeah. Um, like, which is not go. only not only referencing the fact that he's about to wear a red and black suit, mm-hmm. but you know, this was the that was one of the songs that Tony would uh, play. Um, and Peter hilariously confuses ACDC with Led Zeppelin. Mm-hmm. He's like, I love Led Zeppelin. <laughs> don't, don't worry about that, kid. In London, Beck orchestrates an elemental fusion, his version of an Avengers-level threat, making all the other elementals into one elemental that's attacking the London Bridge, but I think it's called the Tower Bridge now. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's hoping to kill MJ and... Uh, Basically, anyone else who knows about it, like Ned, Betty, everyone else who knows about his uh, little secret. Oh, while making it seem like he's about to save the day. Yes. So he's going to kill, he's going to conveniently kill those he needs to kill, <laughs> including Maria Hill and, and, um, and Nick Fury, who mm. still are on this mission to stop these elementals. They don't know where, t- where Peter Parker went uh, because Peter never got to warn them about um, Mysterio. And so Mysterio is right there working in cahoots with them again to stop this, this threat that he's created himself. But the only person that knows that is him and his team and Peter and a couple of uh, high school kids that can't do anything <laughs> about it. Uh, but, 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 yeah, Happy does his best to save the children while Spider-Man drops from the jet into the illusion. Uh, Peter fights hard before finally breaking through the illusion, regains control of Edith, um, and is able to defeat Beck, who dies by a misfired drone gunshot. Oh, Let's talk about the that. Peter thing. The Peter, that was a... Let's talk about that whole Peter Tingle moment. That whole thing there. So we have an instance of Peter. First of all, Peter inside the yeah. I was gonna mention that. Hologram, the whole hologram. Amazing. Yeah, money. Peter creating situations to web up the drones. Mm-hmm. So good. Like he like created like a like a, a trampoline kind of web, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and then bounced up bounced against up it to- and pulled them all down. Like, like skills, skills that I, we hadn't seen before. I would have kind of liked to know where they came from. Like, I, I feel like it was all just in heart. He just had this much heart. <laughs> screw it all. Or, like, if I don't do this, everyone's going that's to die. I, I don't have a choice. That's what I was trying to say earlier, man. The thwipping in here is serious, dude. Yeah, definitely. There's moments where I'm like, well, how did he? There's a moment in the, I think it's in the trailer as well, where he's in the night monkey costume and he walks up the building and does that. The back flip. The, back flip, the, yeah. the double back flip. I thought that was cool, too. Just the way the camera moves and everything. Uh, absolutely amazing. Um, they really, really, really turned up the the, the levels the of the thwip- special effects, the thwipping, all that stuff. I thought it was uh, really kind of cool. Um, because we've seen Spider-Man fight before. Mm-hmm. He doesn't really do web stuff. He might throw a punch or two. But um, I, I've always wondered what video game Spider-Man would look like. What video game Spidey would look like in the movies. <laughs> mm. Because... Especially if you play the PS4 Spider-Man. You can fight for a half an hour right. without ever stopping. <laughs> without ever having to take a drink. You could just literally bounce off bodies from person to person to person to person. And so that's what he did with the drones. Um, and I thought that there was a lot of callbacks. When they're when they, uh, showing all the suits, you see the PS4 Spider-Man suit. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. At the end, he does like the selfie, the Spidey selfie with the web hand, the web salute, I guess you can call it. 
uh, which I thought was definitely a callback to that. But yeah, um, they fight on the bridge, and Peter's able to disable the illusion, but Beck's like, screw it, I'm going to disable it anyway. And his people are like, what are you talking about? He's like, no, just don't worry about it. <laughs> just disable the whole thing. And um, he tries to get the drones to attack Peter while Peter's trying to grab Edith. And there's this moment where we're thrown right back in yeah. to the holograms again. Um, and I think me, you, anyone in the theater, and Peter in general, were all like, <gasps> like, yeah, yeah. Uh, no, like we can't Here go we back go into this black hole of, of, of being tricked. And instead, Peter takes a deep breath hones in on his spider sense and attacks all these drones and all we see is the attacks from each muzzle flash. It's pitch black except for when the Mm -hmm. drone explodes or the drone shoots and that's when you see flashes of Spider-Man jumping around and attacking these things, smashing them into each other. That was so great, man. So cool, so fluid. I I really, really, really dug that. Spidey sense, actually. No, I I really dug that. I really thought that was amazing. Um, But yeah, uh, he wants um, the drones to all attack Peter, but they were scared that Beck being in the kill zone might get yeah, hit. Okay. And he says, screw me being in the kill zone. And because of that, he does actually he does get, get shot. It, yeah. And so you get a moment where Peter is standing over Beck as Beck is like, you know what, here, take the glasses. It's whatever. And then, and then, the Peter tingle mm-hmm. causes Spider-Man to stop a bullet Inches away from his head. Inches. I cannot stress this enough, people. Quentin Beck, with no powers and nothing, who's supposedly maybe not that bad of a guy, was right. going to point-blank shoot a 16-year-old hero in the head with a handgun. With no qualms, no worries, but like a badass. And that's how they played that scene. Mm-hmm. Like yeah, a badass. He grabbed, it, he grabbed it up, punched him out, and, and uh, you know, like he succumbed like, his injuries. I like the shot that they... That they paused for a little bit while he was holding him. Yeah. And Even when he was holding the bullet, they yeah. paused and, and Peter made a bullet. face like, you, you mother... Yeah. <laughs> like, really? Like, 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 this is the, like, this is the last thing you're going... Like, this is how you're trying to go out? Alright. Uh, really, really cool stuff. We really... Like, he really... In that moment when he grabbed the bullet, that felt like mm-hmm. we we back, you know? Um, we, we have a nice little moment of uh, Peter and MJ meeting on the bridge. Um... And the Black Dahlia necklace is broken, sadly. But she likes it broken anyway. And they confess to liking each other. They kiss a couple times, realize that they like it, and start to to make out. Um, And my whole audience clapped. People were very happy that Peter got his his boo. Uh, They they were very into that. So I I was into it too. Um, Peter returns to New York City. And begins a relationship with MJ. The film ends with the new couple swinging through New York City. Something MJ doesn't seem to like. <laughs> <laughs> and um, she's gotta get used to it. She'll get used to. it. You think she will? Maybe. Hopefully. She might be one of those that's too cool for it. <laughs> she might be one of those. Like, you know, you do it. I'll see you on the train. I'll take the train. <laughs> I'll meet you over there. Um. So now we're so now we're done, right? So talk to right. me about where you're at now. Movie's over. I was like, damn, that was good. Yeah, the mysterious stuff, super, super th- on the thwipage, more thwipage. Ma- maximum thwipage. Yeah, maximum thwipage. Yeah. So I'm like, oh, okay. I'm here now, you know. I'm like, what else? You know, the, I'm waiting for the post credit. And that's another thing. Besides anything else, 
the post credits were rumored to be blockbuster. Yeah, everyone yeah. knew. Stay for the post credits. Stay for the post credits. Stay for the post credits. Um, on the last uh, podcast, I think we theorized all kinds of Fantastic Four, and they're opening the floodgates for this. They're opening the floodgates for that. Um, one of the things, mm-hmm. I'll pat myself on the back. I've been saying like a crazy man since March, and we'll 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 get to that with the actual last post credit scene. Um, but let's talk about that first one. So MJ and Peter, doozy. So MJ and Peter thwip continue their maximum thwipage. Thwipping, uh, thwipping. They get right to Madison Square Garden, which, ah, uh, my heart because of the big screen there. Right, right. Because right. of my school was right around the corner from there. I've gone to many wrestling events there. No money. I very much know money. that neighborhood, and yep. so when he landed there, I was like, that's pretty cool. And uh, he's sitting there, and he's talking with MJ. MJ's all like, I'm, I'm not about doing this anymore. I, you know, I don't want to twip anymore. <laughs> and um, all of a sudden, the, the news comes up. Breaking news comes up on all the screens in New York, including the big one in front of Madison Square Garden. And the news is purporting that... Um, not the news, J. Jonah well, Jameson. Well, that, that's the source, story. yes. Through the source of the Daily Bugle, we find some footage of video taken um, that's augmented, changed up video that has been corrupted by Mysterio to show Peter being, well, Spider-Man being in charge of the Edith technology and Spider-Man being in charge of these drones. Uh, so this entire footage seems to place all the blame of all the drones attacks and, and any casualties due to the drones on Spider-Man, who we know is down with the Avengers and if they con- connect this Edith technology... They have all they need, right? Especially with this footage, that's all people need. Um, and right then, you're like, okay, wow, this is this is one big pickle that people got to get out of. Then they showed Jay Jonah, mm-hmm. and I was like, oh my, I clapped. Yeah, I audibly clapped. Everybody in my theater. Was I was like, wow, they did this. I don't even care. Like, I don't care what nice. it means. You go. don't have to ask me. You don't have to ask that me questions. Cool. You don't have to answer nothing, nothing. But the Daily Bugle has been turned into this like conservative Infowars. Fake news kind of mm-hmm. kind of website, DailyBugle.net as opposed to the Daily Bugle, but we have Jay Jonah calling him a menace, calling him a problem. To, so you know, Mysterio. Spider-Man. At one point, he says he's responsible for the death of the, the greatest hero ever, Mysterio, <laughs> or something like that. Uh, very much uh, in keeping with Jay Jonah Jameson. So I thought that was very interesting there. Um, but uh, yeah, we we see the footage of the death and then like I said when you think all oh, that's over Beck's like oh and his secret identity is and it cuts out yeah it cuts out so I'm first. like okay like, yes we good we out, we right, out, right, and I'm, right. Sta- I'm standing up I'm looking at everybody like we good, we good. everybody ready to leave and then he goes his name it his name back. is Peter, yeah, Parker. Peter Parker and they show his face and then Peter says what the f-? which is the same thing that God said when um, May found out mm-hmm. who he was and man that was crazy, bro. Man. Um, they did a good job going to great lengths to show that how important um, his secret identity was to him so that we can get to this point here, you know? Mm-hmm. Because if he was all willy-nilly with his mask off and then this happened, he'd be like, what do you really care about? <laughs> like, who doesn't know at this point? But um, in this instance, uh, he, you know, he's, he's going to be a, a wanted man. Everybody knows. Uh, we, we'll talk more deep in depth with that, but for, let's get through this entire film by finishing off with the last post-credit scene. Uh, 
We see Maria Hill and Nick Fury driving down the road, and they are revealed to be Talos and Soren, the scroll couple scrolls, from Captain yo. Marvel. They're scrolls. I wonder if anyone had warned y'all that they were scrolls. I have been telling y'all the entire <laughs> time that somebody was a scroll, not to scrolls, trust nobody. Y'all. They scrolls, y'all. There was a funny meme going around of the two Nick Furies. Remember where he was like, "Which eye patch? Like, uh-huh. get it right." And I remember thinking. Yeah, they did that because one of them is a scroll. Oh, a scroll. <laughs> yeah, I was, I was telling all these jokes about somebody being a scroll, and boom, we got it. We got and, some scrolls. And the real Nick Fury is out in space. Out in space, chilling in a scroll um, spaceship. In a makeshift vacation. With mad scrolls. Holographic trip vacation. Holographic vacation, which I think might be the worst kind of vacation. Holographic vacation. What's that going to do? They got some crazy stuff. Can you get a holographic too, so tan? Is my question. It was probably just as warm on the beach. We go last saying. <sighs> But can can you get a holographic tan? Is what I'm saying. You know what I'm saying. Mm. You know what I'm saying? He looked like it was. He looked like he was in open air too. They, yeah. Maybe they That's had some I like kind of glass. Duper holographic. He has no shoes. Nick Fury no got no vacation. shoes. You know. Uh, okay. So that's the entire plot. Let's get into the nitty and the gritty. Let's talk about the last um, couple things I want to discuss on this film before we wrap things up. So, boom. How do you feel this uh, fits with? them how do you feel this sequel fits in the grand scheme of mcu sequels and also realizing that most mcu sequels kind of (laughs) suck people Um, are not fans of uh iron man two and three uh as much as one they're not fans of dark world that that much Um, age of ultron isn't my favorite i think i think i think it's better than the first yeah i think it's better than the first I, I think that is at least as good as the first. I think it's interchangeable depending on what you're there for. Mm-hmm. Depending on what you like out of your Spider-Man, there's definitely things to like and be excited about in both. You never put on an MCU movie and you're like, I'm only really excited for this moment this moment, so I got to watch the rest <laughs> until I get to there. I feel like these are kind of chock full. Um, we spoke about this, but Tom Holland, best live action Spidey? Best live action, baby. Awesome. I, I certainly do appreciate him the most, too, though. I want to see Andrew again, man. Yeah, I would have seen Andrew with uh, Peter, but I, I'm willing to stick with Tom Holland again. Nothing against him, but I want to see adult veteran Spider-Man. Yeah, I do too. And if he can be there and get that, that's what I'm saying. I hope they eventually get there because the most poetic justice is for him to be the Tony to Miles. Mm -hmm. And if we can get him to a point where we're like, wow, I remember when he was like Mm -hmm. Miles. And he was like, I want to do it all. <laughs> and he was like, listen, kid, you you, you, you don't know what you're talking about. Um, definitely want to do that there. Do you think they get all the way with it? Do you think we get Parker Industries? Do you think we get the Tony Stark-esque I mean, Peter Parker? That's what I'm saying. Like, we can, we can go to a bunch of places, dude. Um, he's 16. I hope Sony doesn't you know, try to get greedy. With try to yank the, him? Yeah, with all the spider money. <laughs> I heard some scuttlebutt that if it doesn't make a billion dollars, they get to bring him back? What? I don't think that that's true. And even if it is, like I said, it made half a billion in a mm-hmm. week. So. I think they're going to be all right. Yeah. I, I hope he sticks around just for that. <laughs> so just so that way you get adult Peter Parker. Because he's yeah. 16, dude. Think about it. Keep him for 10 years. Like I was saying, I was reading that Dan Slott Spider-Man run. It's it's like a, a decade-long run. It's one of the longest runs in Spider-Man mm-hmm. history of one writer. Uh, it's the Superior Spider-Man run. It's the Spider-Verse run. It's the uh, Spider-Geddon stuff. It's... um. It's a superior already. Uh, Spider Island. I read a bunch of these uh, 
trade paperback, but not the actual issue to issue. And I've been going through with the issue to issue. And one of the things that I found is that he has, I don't know if you've seen it. Now he's back to the regular red and blues, mm-hmm. the regular blue, red and blue cloth. But when he was the head of Parker Industries, he had a nanotech Spidey suit. suit. Yeah. And his eyes would glow blue and his logo would glow. Like have an electric blue. Yeah, it was black and uh, blue. On the, yeah. Electric glow. Yeah. And the, you can kind of see those eyes in the Iron Spider suit. And the Iron Spider suit very much looks like, I'm guessing, what that suit um, in the comics with the nanotech would have mm-hmm. looked like. So we're moving, you know, we're moving him yeah, to a place definitely. of more technology. Uh, are, you, are we going to be seeing like, um, oh, and we, I dug him like upping the taser webs. You know, like I like want to see him messing around with more like the spider bots and all the little cool yeah, smarts on and stuff all like the that. cool yeah, little I stuff that, that he gets into. But the more he does that, the less he's going to need people like Fury and Ned. True. Like, look how far... Like, Ned cannot be the man in the chair for the Mysterio situation. You know what I'm saying? I can see him being the person you turn to because you had no one else in Homecoming. But I don't see him being Overwatch <laughs> for, for, for much longer. I mean, he wasn't really in the movie either because he was in love. <laughs> I also have a bit of a bad confession. Hmm. Um... I I was I celebrated for years the the uh, ability for them to not have to drag through with the origin story, mm-hmm. but they need to address Uncle Ben, bro. They will, man. I'm not too worried about it. They, I, I feel like they're leaving that out on purpose. Like, so. is is Peter a crappy guy until he meets Iron Man? You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't I don't have any of that be- before Iron Man stuff because he gets he. I mean, in Spidey lore, he gets his powers the same, basically the same. Yeah, well, not the same. But, but again, as Uncle Ben, but we also know. haven't seen it. Yeah. I, so I, who knows I think how he got his I powers? Think I think they'll mention it. As we a matter of fact, really is Spider Bite said in any of these movies? Mm, uh, I think so. Because uh, I know Ned asked him about his powers, but he been had his powers because mm-hmm. he been had the other suit. Um. It's weird, and I, I hate to sound like a hypocrite. I hate to sound like the guy was like, we don't need to see Ben die any other time, any more times, and then be like, can we see? I just, <laughs> I just want something to tie back to his regular life before he was a hero, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and I wonder if Aunt May and, and, and uh, Happy are getting in the way of that. <laughs> Do you see them being a couple in the future, or is something probably played up for last, maybe? Uh, I don't know. I mean, it seems like Aunt May wants to get out there, so I feel like she's keeping happy. At arm's reach. Do you want them together? Um, I'm not really all that too sure. Because okay. I'm like in, I'm like in Aunt May out there, you know. Out there getting free rice. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> swiping, swiping left, swiping right. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. Oh, dear. Um, this movie really plays around with this whole new uh, thing, outrage culture and fake news and all mm-hmm. this other kind of stuff, right? Uh, was that just me? Nah. It nah. was very much like if you can... If you can get your story out there first, it doesn't even really have to be real. It just has to look kind of real. Mm-hmm. And he says that, like, people will believe anything. They're, they're just right now at the moment where they will believe anything. Um, the Night Monkey. Yeah. And Mysterio. And no one questioned, no one so, questioned the Night no. Monkey. No one questioned Mysterio. Um, and they have been playing around with the satellites, so even uh, confused Nick Fury. Mm-hmm. So that was big. Um, I feel like, in many ways, Mysterio is kind of like the anti-Stark. Like, it shows you the difference of when we all say, like, Tony Stark is nothing but the suit. Because Beck is literally Be- nothing but, yeah, but the suit. Beck is, Beck is literally nothing but the suit. He ain't got no hands. He ain't got nothing. He don't got nothing. Just the suit. He only has the suit. 
Um, and it's, 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 I find that kind of funny. I find that kind of ironic uh, to show those opposites. And Peter had to realize this, the difference between the two. Mm-hmm. Peter had to see the difference between the two. But I like that they made Mysterio like this negative version of, you know, of Tony Stark. Like this uh, uh, funhouse mirror kind of Tony Stark. But you ready for the big thing? You ready, you ready for the thing I realized? Mm-hmm. Uh, the thing I call Edith's Endgame. Um, it worked. Because even in death, Mysterio's the hero. <laughs> you understand? Know like, my man wanted to right, wanted right, right. set up a situation where he looked like man. he was the hero. And even in death, they're now calling, you know, Spider-Man the murderer, the, the, the menace. Mm-hmm. And he got he got it he got he got it like he he's gonna go down like a Zemo he's gonna go down as the guy who maybe he didn't you know get away scot free but what he did what he managed to do changed everything forever. That's a big deal, man. That still messes up my head when I think about it. Definitely. Um, and then then real quick, you saw that Fantastic Four kind of tease thing. Yeah. It said coming. Uh, something something big is coming got, or whatever. See what we got. And coming. it says like one, like two. It's like a circle with a one, a circle with two, a circle with a three, and then um, the where it's supposed to be a four, four is like missing. a question mark. Mm-hmm. Um, people were theorizing that could be Fantastic Four. People were theorizing that could be Phase Four. It could be anything, but you know they're definitely getting ready. And we see Speeder, Speeder, Peter uses spider wings, his web wings, mm-hmm. to fly through a building. That building is the former Stark Tower. We just not allowed to see mm. what who got it and why they're building. It looks like uh, like little tree, like a little garden, like a little right, right. place to chill, chill out, spot. And, <laughs> a little chill spot uh, up there. Maybe they opened up a Starbucks <laughs> in, in Stark Tower. Stark Bucks. Ah, write that down. Stark Bucks. Um. But let's get into what y'all really want to hear about. Predictions from the post-credit. The secret identity thing, man. Let's talk a little bit about the secret identity okay. thing. Um, it's, it's tremendous to Peter Parker in majority of, of his lore. But what does a, a secret identity mean in the MCU right now, though? Is mm. he just better off not having one? or No. Because it's mean, very much tied to Peter Parker. He needs a secret identity. I mean, granted, you got a lot of heroes showing their face, but... Still, every hero shows their face. <laughs> every hero. People know T'Challa's Black Panther. They know Steve Rogers is Captain America. They know Tony Stark is uh mm-hmm. thing. I think they know Bruce Banner is the Hulk. They know who Natasha Romanoff is. They know who Nick Fury is. I mean, I guess he was basically the only one. They yeah. know who Black Panther is. Yeah, T'Challa. He's the king of his own nation. He can't so even hide from that. That kind of sucks. Man. And so, unless they planning to make everybody forget, which has happened before. Let's talk a little bit about that. Um, in the comics. One of the things, because that's another thing I was going to ask. Do you think it sticks? How important do you think is the secret identity um, thing, and do you think it sticks? I, I think it sticks. I mean, granted, they they really don't have anybody that has a secret identity. Yeah. Unless it's um Stephen, Str- Stephen Strange. Do you think people know who Doctor Strange is? Probably not, but I don't think people know. No, yeah. I don't think people know Doctor Strange is Stephen Strange, but I also don't think people know who Doctor Strange is. Right. I don't think there's been any instance in which they could be like, I saw this weird guy doing... You never see him <laughs> doing stuff. He's always doing it in, like, Hong Kong or some other dimension or something. Uh, but I could be wrong. But I think it's big for Peter. Definitely. I, it's definitely big for a child. But MCU-wise, MCU wise, I have no idea what they're going to do next. So, that's how I, at least how I feel. So, here's... Uh, I have two possible scenarios to fix it if, if, it, if it doesn't stick. Mm-hmm. If it sticks, I would like to see a situation where... Um, one of the remaining Avengers has to go get him. Hmm. You understand? 
one of the remaining Avengers has to be like, I don't know what happened, but they're telling me that you did something with drones. <laughs> Dude, man. And, no, trust me, it's on camera, Pete. You understand? Like, whether it's Falcon as Captain America, whether it's Nick Fury again, whether they have to sick, um, like me? Wanda. You understand? <laughs> and no, she you got no, me? you got to believe me, and uh, and all that stuff. I would really want to see that stuff. And Peter having to get his, get in his own. Maybe there's a strike team out to get him, you know. And he has to be on his own and, and show that he really can stand the test of time. So that's um, that's one scenario I wanted to go in for a fix, though. Uh, there's a certain comic that people don't like to talk about called One More Day. Mm-hmm. In this, uh, in the events of Civil War, Mephisto. Yes, in the events of Civil War, the comic book, Peter Parker is unmasked as a show of um, solidarity, like a show of trust. Like, listen, people, I'm Spider-Man. I'm all for the Registration Act, and if you want proof, here, takes off his mask. I'm Peter I'm Parker. Peter Parker. Um, through those events, even though uh, he ends up siding with Captain America anyway, um, everyone knows that Peter Parker's Spider-Man, and so Aunt May gets shot. Mm-hmm. When Armie gets shot, Peter ends up having to do a bit of a uh, deal with the devil, literally, in Mephisto, MCU's devil, and chooses to um, have, to erase all his history with Mary Jane, who is his wife at the moment, just to get um, May back to full health and without the gunshot. And also to get rid of everybody's memory so you don't have to worry about May getting shot mm-hmm. again. And there was also an instance, I think, of Reed Richards and Doctor Strange Doing something science magic yeah, yeah, to get to, to get to, to, to erase people's minds as well. So you know that that's always there too. But I have I have an additional fix. Ooh. I call it the arrow fix because Ooh. nobody has been unmasked more <laughs> than Oliver Queen, the Green Arrow. Every season, somebody has him dead to rights. I have you. On camera, taking off all of your regular clothes, putting on all of your arrow clothes, putting up a sign saying, I am the Green Arrow, <laughs> and then going and fighting as the Green Arrow, and then going back to your house. <laughs> and you would think that'd be dead to rights for old boy uh, Oliver, but it never is. Um, and one of the ways he finds a way to do it is he gets a stand-in. He gets somebody mm-hmm. to stand in his place. Now, standing in somebody's place... Ain't easy. And standing in Spider-Man's place definitely ain't easy. Unless you're a shapeshifter, B. Unless you got <laughs> unless you gotta call in some favors. You understand? True, unless true, true. unless you gotta unless you gotta do some things. And maybe this whole scroll thing Put somebody else in the suit. Yeah, th- put another minutes. scroll in the suit. Yeah. And then Peter just showed, hey, what are you talking? Like, he's right here. Like, what are you talking? Same height and everything. Yeah, you're right. We do kind of have the same build, but that's not me. But they probably would want to unmask him anyway. <laughs> So you have that too. I think that's funny. Um, but yeah, yeah. Th- those are my possible fixes: scroll um, or magic again. <laughs> I like that. Um, but yeah, let's talk about those scrolls before we finish this up. Nick Fury and Maria Hill. There's a big question going around, and I'm very interested in your in your take on it. It's something that most people didn't even think about. Is there a Maria Hill? Does Maria Hill exist? Or she could. She could exist. You think she does? Well, I think I think the scrolls got everybody paranoid. <laughs> but that's the whole point of them, right? Right, right. That's the entire point of the scrolls. Was she ever I, was there ever Maria Hill? 
That's a good question, mm-hmm. right? Because, I mean, he meets Talos in the 90s. Yeah. Maybe it's Talos talking about, hey, ever since he landed with his hammer, we've had to... Maybe it's Talos <laughs> that's like, you know, it is what it is. And he put his own girl there to, you know, be close. We don't know of Maria Hill prior to um, things. So people are questioning whether or not she's there entirely. Right. Because people are also theorizing if she did exist, we'd see her vacationing with Fury. That's true. Does that uh, does that also mean that Talos and his wife were the ones that got snapped? It's all it's leading to a bunch of questions. B. It's like uh, it's see, like when you see. find out that your girl cheated once. Now every time that she's more late, questions. You, you got questions. But you got questions, and I don't got no answers, but I got more questions. Uh, um, we had talked about when did they switch. Uh, we don't really know. You don't have any guesses, right? This, don't man. The biggest could, guess right be now. All over the place. Bro. The biggest guess right now is Age of Ultron, because he eats yeah. a sandwich. A diagonally, and in uh, Captain Marvel, he says he's unable to eat a sandwich if it's cut diagonally. Hmm. And so people are seeming to put their flag in the stand and say that maybe after the fall of Shield I through think Hydra, like that. Yeah, right, uh, right. he goes up to space, and then you know, um, which would be quite interesting. Um, there's a comic called The Original Sin, in which you find out that Nick Fury has this duty called. The, being the man on the wall and basically it's Nick Fury he lives on the moon mm-hmm. and he just watches out for all intergalactic threats there's also a organization called S.W.O.R.D. I was just about to mention that yeah so. yeah there's also an organization called S.W.O.R.D. Uh, S.W.O.R.D. and S.H.I.E.L.D. Mm-hmm. and um, S.W.O.R.D. is basically the intergalactic version of S.H.I.E.L.D. Space S.H.I.E.L.D. Um, where they, Space S.H.I.E.L.D. where they deal with intergalactic threats um, and so People are theorizing that that could be the space station that we see him at. That could be the new kind of headquarters for all the things that they do intergalactic. If we're closing out phase four, we might be starting phase five, uh, three. We might be starting phase four with Guardians and then Eternals and then more space stuff and more yeah. space stuff. Captain Marvel two and that Nick Fury may be the point of contact up there for all of that. Uh, we'll we'll uh, see moving forward. What would you do with a squirrel replacement? Send him to your job. Uh, Sounds I, work. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I stay home yeah. for a couple more days. You know what I'm saying. You stay home. You put a Nick Fury. Take an extra vacation or two throughout the year. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it just seems like a handy person to have around, right? A shapeshifter, just a handy person to uh to keep around. Yeah, in I don't case feel like going to work. You want to go to work again for me today? <laughs> Come on, it's the third time this week. <laughs> Are you sure you want me to go again? Come on, man. You got it. You got me a raise last week. <laughs> keep, <laughs> keep doing what you're doing. Uh, but Secret Invasion, are we knocking on that? Is this a case where somebody will be shot, they'll be revealed to be a scroll, and therefore everybody will be... Maybe we're not talking about... Maybe it's not a Secret Invasion in the sense of um, us being scared. Maybe it's the rest of humanity that's scared. Does that make sense? Maybe Nick Fury gets... Maybe Talos gets shot as Nick Fury. And everyone sees that Nick Fury was a scroll, And it becomes... Whoa, whoa, whoa. Who else? You. And you. You understand? It becomes a big situation there. Um, But I really want to see Secret Invasion. I think everyone is waiting on it. Uh, After Secret Invasion, you get Dark uh, Reign. Which is... The... Norman Osborn-led Avengers... Mm-hmm. Which might be you understand? This all might be the choo-choo train that pulls. I don't know. I'm, all the I'm rest of these. I really want to see where we gear up to, bro. Well, that's why we are on the last and final question. What is next for Spider-Man? What is next for the MCU? Uh, who you think is going to be 
get bigger roles? Who do you think is going to be introduced? There's been some talk about Venom coming in. Yeah, I heard uh, We're that. waiting for Norman Osborn, Flash Thompson still around. I started hearing about Craven. Craven. But it's just like, I, I think, I start thinking about that, but then I think about the post credit. Yes. Like, everybody knows who Peter Parker is now. Yeah. Spider-Man. Well, well then, uh, let me give you another, another little interesting theory. That's what gets me for the most. The other interesting theory is, you're right. Everybody knows who Peter Parker is. Which means uh, he might need a lawyer. Mm, interesting. You know what I'm saying? Maybe one that works in house kitchen. Maybe one that's, maybe one that you know has a little bit of a vision problem, but really, really good in courtrooms. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And if we're talking about, you know, they've been talking about maybe introducing some of these characters in the MCU films. Uh, Daredevil would fit perfectly. And what if Daredevil has to be the one to get Spider? I'm about to have a heart attack. If they Relax, send, yep. if they send Daredevil Relax. to go get Spider Man, and I get the that that episode <laughs> with Daredevil fighting Spider Man, oh my god, oh, amazing, so good, so freaking good. Uh, I hit up Dan the comic book movie man for his thoughts on the movie. He mm-hmm. says this movie was awesome, really well paced. The whole Elementals twist being holograms was done at the right moment. Jake Gyllenhaal was a perfect Mysterio and the holographic fight scene was straight out of a video game. I agree. Mm-hmm. It's up there as one of the best fight scenes on screen uh, on screen in Spider-Man movies. Adding J.B. Smooth and Martin Starr as comedic reliefs was dope. Uh, and all the teenage Parker stuff flowed well. So many suits. I'm digging every suit there was. Overall, it was a home run. And it may not have surpassed a lot of the vibes of uh, this is HC. What could be HC? Overall, okay. it was a home run. Yeah, hey. so much better than me. That's why I got you guys around. Overall, it was a home run. And it may have not surpassed a lot of the vibes of Homecoming. But even without RDJ, Tom Holland stands on his own as the definitive Spider-Man. Do you agree, sir? I agree wholeheartedly. Oh my God, this was it. This was great. It was a hell Definitely of a Definitely worthy. Man. And it made me think, man. It made me think, and that's that's what I want from these comic book movies to me, like for me to be surprised. I talked before. Uh, I think I said it in the Doom Patrol review, but it's like we see so much of this, we inhale mm-hmm. so much of this that if you're able to surprise me, then you got me. And with that, Jay Jonah, the 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 scrawl, even when yeah, I was even when I was calling it. You know, the scroll twist, all that stuff. Um, man, so good. And uh, exactly what we needed. Exactly what we need to start already starting a whole new set of videos, right? On YouTube and <laughs> podcasts and all that stuff. A whole new set of speculation that will be going down. And if you want to be a part of our speculation going down, first of all, thank you for listening to this episode. I don't know how you found it, but I'm glad you found us. Uh, if you didn't find us by su- by being a subscriber, go ahead and do that now, especially if you've gotten this far. I'm thinking you might be liking this. So if you want to be a, uh, a part of this every week, we drop episodes every Wednesday as part of the Major Issues Podcast. And if you want to find us, go to any podcast app, type in Major Issues Podcast. And if you don't want to do that, go to Google and type in Major Issues Podcast. We're the first ones that pop right up. We're available on Stitcher, Podbean, Podcast Addict, the Apple Podcast app. Um... YouTube, we're on there, we're on TuneFind, we're on Spotify, we're on Google Play. Wherever podcasts are found, I'm telling you, you can literally just Google Major Issues Podcast and we will be the first result. And we are the latest and greatest thing to come to comic books and comic book media. So, mm-hmm. I like being that. I had a, I started doing a new thing where I'm shouting out some of our followers on uh, Podbean. Mm-hmm. People who are actually being annoyed, uh, annoyed. I hope they're not being annoyed. They're being alerted 
at the very second that an episode drops. So they'll be alerted Ooh. at the very second that this episode drops today. So I want to give a big thanks to Styles the Talent, Weird Science DC uh, Comics, uh, D. Garrett PSU, Not Who You Think 3, I like that one, and Comic Guy 6. Thank you guys for following us. We give a little bit of followers. I'm getting a little bit more and more followers. After every episode, we are um, we're growing exponentially, which is good because I said I've been to the future. We really do become the greatest, <laughs> greatest thing to come to comic books and comic book media, but I can't tell people how we do it. All I could do is say, get on the bandwagon before it gets filled up, uh, because it is. We are growing across all of our social media platforms, which are is on Facebook.com slash comic book click, Instagram at comic book click, or you could use the hashtag comic book click to talk about the newest, hottest, latest, and greatest things to come to comic books and comic book media. You can go to Twitter at Major Issue CBC, where we're constantly posting memes, news about the podcast, uh, breaking casting news, or just industry news altogether. But some of the most hilarious memes dealing with comic books that you've seen this side of, uh, well, any side. Um, and so go ahead, like us, share, subscribe. Become our friends. The conversation is open. I've always wanted this open kind of conversation between us and the fans. And I'm really digging the interactions that I'm getting with some of you guys. It has been definitely worth it. And it's been one of the best parts of this entire journey here, honestly. So I want to thank you guys for really killing it out there as fans. Um, if there's one thing you want to do, if you want to do us a little favor, you know, something nice for the summer. Please uh, rate and review us on iTunes. It's the quickest way for us to learn how to grow as podcasters and find out what you guys like and what you don't like, what we should be doing more of and probably less of. Um, and we're really trying to give you guys the best possible product, but we don't know what works and what don't until you guys let us know. So go ahead and uh, let us know that way. Wow. I'm still in awe with this film. But I'm very, <laughs> I'm very glad to have discussed it here and discussed it with our Click members out there and discussed it with you, Claudius Maximus. Yeah. Because my name is George Serrano, a.k.a. The Don. I am your Cloudus Maximus. And this has been our fire, our fireman, our Spider-Man, Far From Home. Thwip, thwip. Thwip, thwip. Recap and review. And remember, regardless of whether or not you're in love with another man's aunts and don't want to secretly tell her, regardless if you become from the man in the chair to a man who's grown up because he's found <laughs> true love, whether you believe everything you see, whether you're the hero no one wants to listen to without lasers or a cape, or whether you are truly the definitive Spider-Man. Remember, we are the clique, and you, yes you, are worthy. worthy.